3: 1 2 Ah ah Here we go Thanks for tuning in to the hottest talk radio show around providing an open discussion for some of the most important social issues and trending topics today From personal growth or spirituality to sex and relationships no subject is ever taboo So prepare to be empowered enlightened and entertained during another episode of the award-winning let's face it with will strayhorn and friends real people real topics real talk
4: and' let nothing hold me down gotta do it because I
1: What's up, everybody? It is January the 11th, 2017, and I am in the studio with my girls Paula B. What's and Miss Rhonda Arrington for You're our not. Season 5 premiere. What's uh, up, ladies? What's up?
4: What it be, like? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh. And Nikki uh,
1: Curry, uh, world's uh, 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 greatest publicist. What's yeah. up, boo? Yeah. What's up, boo? Yes. Uh, oh, my gosh. Oh, you know what? Uh, 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 We're alive <laughs> up in here. I'm telling you. <laughs> So, so you like my my new theme song? We yes, do. We it's do. my time. good old Kelly Price. It's my time. It's my time. Yes. Yeah. It is. It's no, claim, no longer her time. But am, it is yes. ours. Claiming you know, 2017. Really nice.
5: Yes. Absolutely. Yes. You
1: met her. how? She's nice. Yes.
5: She's very nice. She is. She's I like. Very very down nice. to earth. Very down to earth. We kicked it for a little bit. She's very down to earth. Well, awesome. Yes, awesome sauce. Yes, it is. it All is.
1: Right. So, yes. ladies, you know everybody knows who you guys, but you know one person was reinvented over the Christmas break. Our last show was December. Seven. yes. And yes. Rhonda Arrington, she's no longer Rhonda. I'm no longer she's the Rhonda. She's artist formerly known as... I'm the artist formerly, the known, as formerly known as... The comedian formerly known as what?
4: Let me tell you something. Have you heard the song by Drew Hill? And it's called, She Walks By Me... What I don't know the words. But the, <laughs> the song itself is... Beauty is beauty. her name. Right. And I am going to exude my beauty from the inside. I have an inside beauty that I don't think most people know about. Oh. And um I shall now be called beauty. But if you think that's a little too vain, you can still call me Rhonda.
1: <laughs> the beautiful Rhonda. The
4: beautiful yes. Rhonda. Yes. When I was in high school, um, true story, uh-huh. I did go by Rhonda the beautiful tab. That was my maiden name. Really? My teacher called me that. He did. He you
1: did. You exude that. Yeah. I, I tried. You do. You you do. do. Know. Mac oh. helps. And, and Mac. Is yeah. that what you have on? Yeah, it helps. You're glowing. Is, you that, know, is that what that is? I
4: did. You know, you I was doing something that was really un-FCC, but I could feel Nikki Spears. I'm not going to say it. Yes. But there is a glow.
1: Got you. I, I,
5: okay. I, I Wait a minute. <laughs> you didn't catch that? I caught that. I caught that I, Boom.
4: Hmm.
5: What? Let's jump on in. <laughs>
1: we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, yes. we do. Come oh on now. God. Okay. Miss Paula, be tell everybody about you, Boo.
5: Yes, I am 2017. I'm really excited about yes! it. There's yes! Some great Woo! things that's happening. I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, I got a new dude.
4: Yes, $20. and you are loving doing it. that do. Yes.
5: yes, I'm loving I'm loving it. Everybody loving, thought it was hair. weed. Everybody did think that this was a weed. Because you always have your hair uh, braided. Yes, I always have my hair braided. Oh, it's gorgeous. They were pulling on it, and everybody was just telling me how gorgeous it is. I really am enjoying it. And one of my friends at work was like, um, we were in the bathroom. Yeah. She's like, um, Paula, I got to ask you a question. I was like, what? She's like, that's all you? I'm like, yes.
1: I was yeah. shocked. I was yes. shocked. You were shocked. Now, when you took it out, we took it out, and it was an afro. I was yes. like, yeah. But when we started smoothing it out, I
6: was like, okay, wow, got some hair. Yes. She got some good
1: hair.
5: Yes. yes, she do. Yes, yes. She do. I do. Yes, yes, I do. So I'm all excited about t- We have so many great plans.
1: Yes, yes. But how was everybody's holiday? My holiday was fantastic. What would you do?
5: I went home to New England. Oh. Visited my Overseas? Not overseas. Oh. I blame the school system. They busting (laughs) us and we ain't getting (laughs) no (laughs) sleep. That is hilarious. Um, I go home every year Uh um, to visit my family uh, because I don't have any family here whatsoever. And you're
1: Connecticut, right? Connecticut,
5: yes. Hartford, Connecticut. The heartbeat. And I had an amazing time. Um, We do um, Christmas Eve together. Um, so we went to this restaurant, exchanged gifts, and had Christmas dinner with my brother. And it was, did a little bit of shopping. It was great. I didn't eat too much.
1: You didn't? What about nope. you, Rhonda?
4: Oh, well, I'm going to start where Paula um, left off. I did eat. You did eat? <laughs> I did. I, I ate more than enough. Um, um, someone asked me if I was expecting, and I said yes, and a miracle. <laughs> but, um, you know, the holidays was great. Uh-huh. My sister and I decided to um, Thelma and Louise and went down to um, Jacksonville, Florida to visit okay. my brother. Oh, okay. Yes, um, it was not great. You know, um, we had one, two, three. We had six children with five children with us. Whoa. Yes, and so can, you can imagine, are we there yet? What age um, range? The youngest was two and the oldest was thirteen. Oh, Those are the kind of chips okay. you gotta bring liquor with you. Yes. <laughs> for them, not yeah, for you. Give them shots. Yeah. You know, so this is yeah. Domitap. Uh-huh. You know, and um but it was fun, um, exciting. My mother had everyone over for the first time and she made food and it was good. Uh-huh. Um, because she's getting to that point. Um, and I know some of my cousins are watching and they're gonna call my mother and tell me tell her I said this. She's getting to that point where she's losing her touch. Uh. You know, her fried chicken tastes oh, fricassee. No. So but um
7: everybody it, scared the yeah, everybody's scared. Yeah.
4: You know, and so said, I'm full. I'm full. <laughs> you just got it. So it was good. She made yeah. she made great food, non traditional food. So it was it was awesome.
1: What, what do you mean non traditional? We we didn't have like ham, ham and turkey. Okay. Yeah. She
4: did like ribs and crab oh, okay. cakes. Yeah, oh that's good. Okay. Yeah, it was good. And okay. turkey legs. She did turkey
5: legs, okay. turkey wings and stuff. Oh, okay. Did you guys get a lot of presents?
1: I, I got no presents. Well, I got presents from my clients. One of my clients got me a really good, the Ninja Blender set.
5: Oh, okay. Oh, it, I'm in the wrong uh, place. With the three
1: cups. I mean.
5: Yeah, that's good. Point
1: whenever she wants it, you know. She's that type client. And oh. I, I mean, I got a lot of money from clients. But me and my family, oh. we didn't exchange gifts. Yeah. Okay. Well, my mom and them, they gave me money. They but, um, I was shout home. out to the um, random um,
4: boys in the uh, out there in WODU. How y'all doing? I saw y'all waving. <laughs> Tune in. Ugh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, I was supposed to have
1: um, went to Ohio with my, my family, but uh-huh. I've been having like abdominal issues for oh. over a month. i be, at? um, that's what now they're thinking. Oh, okay. it could mm-hmm. be that. I haven't been gone to get checked out, but. They're like because they did like samples and stuff and everything came back good. Yeah, but offline I know I'm gonna tell you a good. story
4: about me and IBS how I tried to use that to get more bathroom breaks at work.
1: We'll talk about that offline. Uh, offline, See, oh offline. <laughs> what y'all do New Year's night,
5: Eve? I stayed. I was in my room in a bed probably like about eight thirty. I didn't have anywhere. Miss you won't hang with no right. celebrity. I right? know, yeah, right? Everybody was saying because my niece um, texted me she's like. We have to find you by GPS. Yes. And I I was at home. Oh, wow. Well, well, I had to fight to stay woke until um, 12, o'clock. 12 o'clock. Well, I was jamming with the
4: saints. Where? I was, I was at the church, church? Okay. at my mm-hmm. church, at Second Baptist Church, East End. And so we had, as they say, a great time in the Lord. As they say. Huh.
1: <laughs> Good thing this ain't TV.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Good thing they can't Oh, yeah, TV. but it's recording. Oh, yeah. oh it is. Ah. Don't look at my face. <laughs>
1: I was at, um, right here, the Tech Constant for the Mount. They had there. New yes.
5: Did
4: you have um, any pictures of your um, 80s, 90s gear?
1: I sure did. I didn't wear it. Uh-huh. Oh, mm, I, I need didn't to see it. I came in my regular clothes. Really? I did what not. time did
5: you guys oh, get out? Because that
1: w- We got out probably about a few minutes after 12.
5: Oh, really? Mm, I got
1: there at 10 o'clock. Oh, okay. Did not win anything. I Man. went with the purpose to win something.
5: See, mm. that's, that's it. That's it. So, you know.
1: My spirit was a little dampened.
4: Yeah, little, I understand. You know. I bet. I bet. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, the, um, the past it, was a little bit like T.I. I. I saw him. Um, he looked like t- y- yeah. like a. Yeah, they were older. dancing. And everything. I always have. Uh, that's like really? my third year going
1: yeah. there for New Year's. So and I always have a good time. Really? Did you go, Nikki? Okay. No, so you did. Did you guys yeah.
5: make any black IPs? What did you have for New yeah. Year's dinner? Um. See, I don't believe in that whole black
4: IP thing. I think it's racist. No, I'm just playing. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had pentos. <laughs> And Lima beans. Oh my god. Uh, no, we didn't do the the, the black eyed peas, but um, my mom did have the collards and the um, the pig feet. Ew. Ew. Y'all didn't hear that tradition? That's just in
5: my house. I thought you were yeah. supposed
1: to have a pork. You supposed to have pigs pigs in their feet? No, you're supposed
5: know. to have just black eyed peas and, uh, um, and the collard greens. I,
4: I would like to strike that last comment yeah. from the jury. <laughs> 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 we didn't have anything. Really? Uh.
1: Okay. No, Nate cooked. And um, he, can, did, he, look he did like he can cook. ribs and greens and he did a lot because uh, I'm going to put him on blast. So for Christmas, right, this is, I'm glad he's up there. That's good. For Christmas, <laughs> the ordeal was since I was not going out of town, um, I was going to cook meat and he was going <laughs> to cook the sides.
8: Oh,
1: He was going to cook the sides. So this is what I lot. cooked. I cooked the ham. This I cooked so turkey funny. wings. I cooked deviled mm. eggs. I had, um. What else did I have? Nikki, I had. Um,
5: you had a lot of stuff. Yeah,
1: I had a dessert, um, things like that. So, Nate was going to bring in the sides. So, I'm like, okay, Nate, you already went to the grocery store? No, I haven't gone yet. I have a client at such and such a time. So okay, all right, all right. Hey, Nate, you going to the grocery store yet to get yourself? No, no, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it tomorrow. I'm going to get it tomorrow after I finish such and such. Okay, all right. Hey, Nate, um, y- you been to the grocery store yet? Man, all the stores are closed. New Year, Christmas Eve.
4: Oh man! So I'm
1: trying to. Okay, one of the reasons was I overact. I get upset. So. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know, maybe you can go back like, to a drugstore because some of the drugstores. Yeah, because CVS and Walgreens. Yeah, were they were open. open. They were open. So this special person, this child of God, <laughs> this, this wonderful child of God, he did hook up some some mixed vegetables.
9: <laughs> oh.
1: And he mixed up some Steamers? some type of yeah no he didn't have no steamers. I would have been happy if he had some steamers. He didn't have any steamers. You and then make he a had new some traditions. type of uh some th- that uh gratin, something like that rice that he got, I guess, from like a oh. gas station or something and did it. But he made up for it. He said he's gonna make up for it New Year's and he did for New Year's. Well, good. And but I'm somebody I'm listening Is he to... listening?
5: Is he what happened to my food Nate, that he was supposed to make me a plate for to... new? No trivalente. Tri
4: hey T. Mm-hmm. A couple of, um, one of um, the people who are listening on my Facebook Live, uh, Uh my girl, Wanda Johnson. Hey, Wanda. What's up, Wanda? Uh, She said she had cow peas, hops, and John. Cow peas? Cow peas. Yes. Cows make peas. peas. Where's she from? We don't know what that is, Wanda. Cow peas, hop, and John with chicken. That sounds nice. Mm. Isn't hop and John like black-eyed peas? I think it is, like black-eyed peas. Don't y'all talk about Wanda. Okay. That's my girl. No.
5: Okay. <laughs> they don't know it what it is, good, Wanda. Yeah, we don't know what that
4: is. Yeah. We, we all had something different. We yeah. had something different.
1: Yeah. Okay.
4: But the new
5: year, did y'all have um, resolutions?
1: Resolutions. No,
5: I didn't. You didn't do resolutions? Do you believe in resolutions? I used to, but not anymore. Okay. So yeah. I didn't do any resolutions at all. I just set my goals. Why? Do you uh, always break them? I, yeah, I do yeah. stick to them. Yeah, so I was like, no more of that. I'm just gonna this year. I'm just gonna let it do what it do. I'm really excited about yes. all the plans that I have. Um, being part of Achi, yes. I got you know I'm part of so many committees now, and um, I'm finished school. I finished my first class. And amen. Got, amen. It's so happy. I got a B in my class. Go ahead, yes. Paula
4: B with the
9: B. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
5: Get I was it so happy. Oh. I was on a struggle bus with that class too. We right. were talking about yeah. I, I knew
1: know. I yeah. knew you were gonna do yeah.
5: Yeah. it. So do good. I have a lot of great to do. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm a part of a lot of organizations, uh, and looking forward to you know, doing my thing in the community. Yeah. That's my new thing for this year. Yeah. And uh, we well, can always back. give back, yeah. 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 what yeah. about That's you, what Will?
1: Resolutions? Yeah. My resolution for this year um started. Last in December when I was telling you like this whole the whole theme for this, this season is naked no longer a shame. Yeah. Um I've been talking about through the season just things that I've been dealing with, things I'm trying to work through myself. And I think I had to break through over the break, because I needed that time, that downtime, mm-hmm. to actually catch up on reading, catch up on writing. I'm just reading a couple books now. Um I always read a couple at a time. And um just I gotta put me first. Yeah. For so long mm-hmm. for over forty over Over X amount of years, yes. I have been holding myself back um, because I'm afraid of what people are going to think, afraid of people going to still like me anymore if they find out certain things about life experiences that I've had. and We've all had a past. Right. Um, and it, and it took me hearing from my pastor, from a couple of people. God sent a lot of people along mm-hmm. to tell me that same message, to tell people the same message if we all have a past. Yeah. You can't mm-hmm. be held bound to your past. That's right. That's right. Um, and, and things even in the future, I mean, even in the present that I'm dealing with that um, just afraid if people knew, you know, would you like me? You know, Yeah. Would you accept me? I've dealt with that really my whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even through childhood. Um, trying to fit in when you, we not even created to fit in. Yeah. Um, and, and it kind of stifled for me as a person. So this whole year is about living authentically. Oh, um, you took being my work, naked. Yes. Yeah. And I just want to um, – I want – People to be, be, be helped by my story. That's what awesome. it's, so that's, that's, that's what that's, this thing I mean, is about. Awesome. Yeah. And lose some weight. And lose some and weight. And I graduate in May. All so right now. Trying to get that Woo-hoo! together. I got two A's and three B's.
6: All awesome. right.
1: 3.6. Um, All right. So I'm trying to graduate, um, considering going to law school. For a master's in law, oh. not the juris doctorate, but a okay. master's in law. Okay. Which will be a master's degree. Any of that would
4: be impressive to me. Yes. You know, I think it's awesome. That's great. Yeah,
1: thank
6: you. Yeah, I don't know. What I, about you?
4: I don't know if I do resolutions, but at the beginning of the year, I do try to evaluate and say, what did I do that didn't work, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, or what's not working and what should I do going forward? And kind of like what you said, I'm trying to be authentic, authentic to the call that's on don't my see life. see as
1: a problem for you. You
4: don't mean see as a problem? See, I, this is the problem that I have. It's not that I... I don't think that I lack authenticity. Mm. I think what I lack is um, the timing of when I need to be authentic uh-huh. and, oh, okay. and understanding um, when to... to To play the different roles and the different lanes that I have to be in, like Mm -hmm. similar to Paula, you know, when all of us, all Mm -hmm. of us wear so Mm -hmm. many different hats, you know, Mm -hmm. but there's a time when you get in in some hats where what's acceptable in one arena is not in the other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I mean by my authenticity. I want to be able to flow within my gifts but be authentic to that particular gift that I'm in. Yes. You know, and so, because sometimes comedy Rhonda is not necessary every in every hat that I'm wearing. Uh-huh. Sometimes minister Rhonda is not, yeah. you know. Uh-huh. And so, that's what I want to, I want to inspire and really, I want to do. But my main goal is really not about me this year. As, as a mother, I have a thirteen year old, and I, I feel like I've kind of lost her a little bit.
1: Oh, okay. So That's the daughter you brought here? Yes. Okay.
4: So, and it could be just your normal thirteen. They go in there in that transition phase, which I'm sure she is. But uh, I, I want to really build this year to change our dynamic. Mm-hmm. So she's my focus for this year. Yeah.
5: I mean, girls, it's hard with girls. I mean, you, it is. Yeah, you, I mean, you love them because you can dress them up and you could go out. But you know, you put in a bed one day. This is what happened with my daughter, Sierra. I love you, Sierra. You know, <laughs> sweet as little girl. Yes. Everybody knows you say, Sierra is so sweet. And she was. Mm-hmm. I put in a bed. You said she
6: was. Yeah, <laughs> that's right.
5: I, you know, I put in a bed one day, you know, gave her a kiss goodnight. She woke up. She was a total different chick. I'm like, who is this person? That whole personality, personality and everything just changed. She just turned into this person I didn't know. And mm. I don't. You know, girls go through that. I'll say from like 14 yeah. to like 16, 17, 18. They're like, I don't want to talk to you. I want to be in a room by yourself. They got an attitude about everything. Yes. I'm like, what happened to you? You know, who That's did right. something to- it's too much. And then they redeem themselves when they get 20, 21. Then they want to be your friend again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm like girls i don't know what's worse having girls and boys I yeah and that's all i have
4: you know um i mean i have a bonus son but i have two daughters you know i got a two-year-old mm-hmm. and this 13 year old so um i definitely i want no matter whether she changes or not i want to change the experience that i'm creating yeah. for the yeah. two of us uh, whether it, whether she receives it or not um hey, everyone's watching i see that um our local weatherman um Don Slater just checked in so hey, don, don. so i want to say hello and um to um, one of my mamas hey mama Angie hey T <laughs> okay. i've had to a shout out to everybody real all quick right.
1: all right so let's talk about this let's what? talk about this okay so as it. i told you the theme of the show naked
4: naked i was no going cu- i was going to come no naked. longer no shame
1: me even thinking about it i still get chills about it i'm like oh god all right Words are non retrievable, so once they're out there, they're out there. Right. But okay, let's talk about this chick, Miss Kimberrell. I'm ready. Miss Kimberrell, Miss Shirley Caesar, Miss. Um,
4: don't don't nobody Vivica. start singing that song. What, what which song? One, Home Shirley Caesar.
1: That beans. Fries,
4: don't do potatoes, it. all that. I went to go to <laughs> the Black Nativity, and that's what they started out with. How y'all start the Black Nativity with the Name It Challenge? Are you serious? I don't know. Bless their hearts.
7: Yes. Alright, yeah. go ahead.
1: Okay, so. <clears throat> You've all heard yes. the statements and everything. Okay, so over there, everybody you know came out, spoke against it. Well, most people came out and spoke against it. Ellen, um, the people from the movie um, Hidden Figures. Don't say Hidden Fences. Remember the Hidden sh- Fences. <laughs> hidden Figures. Figures. Um, yeah. <clears throat> because you know she she was supposed to have been an anti-LGBT sermon, which is nothing new, um, especially in the black church. But um, I guess the right person recorded and then it was put out, and I think it's really put out during a time. When things are changing we're at the crossroads for all, for all mm-hmm. equal rights issues,, right. and I just think um, it 's really time to bring that out because it's like there 's nothing new in the black church it 's something that i 've dealt with ever since i could was I first en- encountered hate from the black church regarding mm-hmm. the issue at age probably twelve thirteen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and i' as a person have hopped from church to church um, since then um, and i th- 've talked about me being in churches, and, you know, leaving. Once That's she right. Starts to, I've, I've talked about that. But um, she was supposed to be on Ellen. She was supposed to perform the song with Pharrell. Ellen heard about it. She, of course, canceled the the, um, the appearance from her. Um, she had referred to gay people as being perverted. Yes. And um, she had lost, because of this, she lost her show Bridging the Gap with Kim Burrell, which is on the Texas Southern University radio station, mm-hmm. um, FM 90.9. Also, um, she had a TV talk show. Um, keep it moving with Kim Burrell, which yeah. pre- premiered on CW39. Um, and as of Wednesday, January 4th, the program is no longer on the TV shows lineup. Um, and also, she was supposed to be honored at the BMIs. They're having some type of a gospel ceremony where they were honoring her and Marvin Sapp Yes. Yeah. for trailblazers of gospel music. And they have um, removed her from it. And this is the statement they released. They said, "BMIs Trailblazers." of gospel music is an annual celebration of gospel music and its many talented songwriters. Given the controversy surrounding this year's honoree Kim Burrell, we have asked her not to take part in the ceremony in order to allow the focus to remain on the songwriters and their music. BMI was founded over 76 years ago with an open door policy to welcome songwriters across all genres, and the same spirit of tolerance, diversity, and inclusiveness continues today. Uh, Marvin Sapp, like I said, was still... Um, the honor. Um, and then she's no longer being honored as far as that being pulled from the service. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I do. I definitely want to hear from, because th- there was a lot going on on Facebook. It, yeah, a the lot. So 757, if you want to call in,
4: 683-4405.
1: That's right. Um, then Shirley that she came out. She made a statement poor shirley Yeah, she Let's moment of silence for Perch. Let's moment of silence. So She needed to she, hold her music. Yes. I, I don't know why people, certain things you just don't, you don't have to speak on. Right. And she came, she was like, your president, this, because your president, your president, because our president uh, made all that stuff right.
4: Yeah. That was, it was, it's her opinion, but it, had, it made no sense. Yeah. That's the bottom line. That's what I have to say. And I, and I think that. Um, and I want to hear the truth. This,
1: uh, just because uh, it's my show, I'm not going to
4: put you. Yeah, on. that's what I'm going to. Now this is this is where I stand on this whole Kimberell yeah. thing. I can't speak on Shirley Season because I really think Shirley Season in in the words of the old, of, of old is going back.
9: Uh-huh.
7: But
4: um <laughs>
7: so yeah.
4: you know, um especially when she anyway, we'll talk about that on time. So here's what my thing is. I if you listen to if you listen to Kimberell's entire sermon. uh uh-huh. I and which I did. Now, the biggest problem that I had about Kimberell's sermon was when she um, spoke by name a particular um, minister that, that um, yeah. has been losing a lot of weight, because I don't want to say it. If you don't, if you haven't heard it, I don't want to add to that part of what she uh-huh. said. And she directly said that he is suffering from a disease. Oh, did she? Yes, she did. Oh, she did? She did. And she said the, all these things which were completely wrong, mm. because even if she knows these things to be true, it's not her place to uh-huh. say it. Right. Now, this is what I feel about her sermon as far as homosexuality, lesbianism, and somebody help me, because I don't understand why it's always both of them and not is not included. Why are there two separate things?
1: Homosexuality, homosexuality. and
4: lesbianism.
1: Usually homosexuality is, is talking inclusive, about- inclusive, right? Well, no. That's uh, more male. More male. More okay. Male. Uh, okay. And lesbianism is female. Okay.
4: Get the, the phone, then I'll say what I had to say.
1: Okay. Let's remember how to answer the telephone.
2: Hello, you're Hi, on he the calling, air.
1: Let's face it. <laughs> hello.
2: Hello. Oh, am I on the air?
1: Yes, you are. You're our first guest. Oh,
2: hello. Yes,
1: How lovely to talk to you all. I've been listening in. Love that accent. Wow. Yes. Um, we were just in the middle of a discussion that we will pick up a late, little later on. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. hold your uh, thought.
4: Sure. I will. But
1: we want to welcome you to the show, Miss Lisa Cherry Beaumont, your life purpose coach, workshop leader, and author of the best-selling book. Life, purpose, is that alchemy? It's
2: alchemy, Alchemy. exactly.
1: Discover what fulfills you and do what you love for a living. I want to welcome you to the show. Um, Purpose, we've all talked about things, um, especially Paula, we were talking about. That's one of our goals for 2017. We definitely want to live on purpose. So we want to invite, thank you for coming on to the show. Um, And you help people live life with purpose. What does that actually mean when you're saying people are living their life with purpose?
2: Do you know what you've already been talking about? It um, living authentically is, is basically what it's all about. Mm-hmm. It's 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 living in line with um, you know your passions, what you enjoy doing, th- doing things that are meaningful to you, um, and doing the things that feel good to you. That that's that's basically it. Okay.
4: okay. Now, um, and welcome again to let's face it. And <laughs> what a awesome. Um, Topic to talk about our authentic selves and life purpose and motivate and get us on the right foot, right. and so and I'm sorry, I'm Rhonda Arrington. My question yeah. for you today, Miss Bowman, and I've um, let's listen to some of the things on your website. What would you say? I know the the word that sticks out for you uh, was surrender, and you said that that's how you found your purpose from the word surrender. What? Yeah. Besides, with the word surrender, what stands out for from you and other life coaches and other books that are out there? Because you said you read a couple of them, but it was like, ah, they didn't really hit the mark. So what about surrender, which it was for you, but your book and your life coach strategies set you apart from the rest?
2: Okay, well, the thing... Oh, there's two questions there, really. One of them is, um, you know, how, how did surrender come into it? And, and for me, surrender came into it in, you would, again, you were talking about this earlier, you've been talking about this already, um, just letting go of that fear. Um and Will you were talking about, you know, being naked, no longer ashamed. Right. Um and, and just letting go of that fear of what other people might think or what the way that other people do things and what's expected of you and, you know, hiding behind um, you know, a facade that you feel you have to exactly. to put on, yeah. and it's surrendering to actually, you know, what is it that you want to do? What is it that you enjoy doing? What do you, what, what, what feels right to you? And stop worrying about what what other people are, are expecting of you. So that's that's the first thing. How does my work stand out? How is it different? Is one of one of the things that I that I work very strongly with, and I know that other life purpose coaches do touch upon this but I've not mm-hmm. met anybody who goes into it in quite so much depth which is which is to do with your personal values and I have an exercise that looks at all the work that you've done um, and it might be all the courses that you've done, the volunteer work you might have been there for 20 years or you mm-hmm. might have been there for half a day and understanding your patterns of what it is that motivates you to do things in the first place, so your motivations, and then what is it that actually when you decide you want to leave somewhere that you've had enough what is it that's been lost what what happened there that made, you, that made you leave. And you might think it's different for, you know, for every job, for every role, for every course that you've done, but actually there are really strong patterns and it just takes an analysis of that in order to understand it. So, so that's one of the fundamental things that I do. And the other one is is what is it while you've been there, even if you were there for 20 years and it was only good for the first week, mm-hmm. what was it in that first week that was really, really joyful to you? And again, we look at all the things that you've done and we pick out and understand what the patterns are of, of what's really joyful to you. So, so that is a really crucial element in, in what I do. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. Hi, my name is I'm Paula Beckett. How are you?
2: Hello, Paula. It's nice to talk to you. Nice to Very talk well. to you as
5: well. Um, Happy New Year to you. Um, my, you. my question <laughs> is to you is, what's the difference between passion and purpose? Mm, I have a lot mm. of passion about a lot of things, mm-hmm. but
2: it may not necessarily be my purpose. That is a fantastic question, and, um, yeah, we hear that quite a lot, actually. So the passion really is, is the emotion behind what you're doing. It's it's the feeling. You've got passion for something. Um, I'll give you an example in in a minute, but, but, but your purpose is the reason that you're doing something. It's kind of like your why. Mm-hmm. So let me give mm. you an example. Um, it could be that you are a dog walker. I mean, I, I love dogs myself, so it could be that you're a dog walker. So you're very passionate about spending time with dogs and it makes, you know, it makes you happy to see like, you know, they're wagging tails and the little faces and so on. And that's you're really passionate about it. That's the passion side of it. But the purpose um, might be, for example, that you want to um, make dogs happy because you love dogs (laughs) and you want to make them happy and make sure that they're healthy and you give them lots of exercise. So that would be the purpose side of it. So that's the two differences. You know, it's usually your passion that drives your purpose, but that's the difference between the two okay okay Okay.
1: well let me ask you a question i've been reading a lot of books i can't wait to actually read your book as well but i want to ask your opinion on something so when i was talking to a couple of people over the the christmas the holiday break um we were trying to understand this which kind of ties into the passions and the purpose i want to know if once you find out your your purpose like you said which is your why why you do something then there yeah. are a lot of things that you can do. A lot of people get their passion, their why's mixed up with their dues. They think that my purpose is to do hair because twenty years I've been doing hair, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Once I figure out mm-hmm. what my purpose is, which would be the why or what I get from doing that, I can operate it in many other occupations. Correct? Yeah,
2: definitely. Okay. Yeah, That's yeah. There are lots of ways that you can do it. Um, and once then just going back to that, what was? Oh, have you got a question for
1: that? No, no. I was saying once you find, once I find out what they under. Lying why is I can operate it in multiple professions or whatever
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely, you can there are, there are lots of different ways. That y- you can do things, and and you know, it's not to say that if you know, if we figured out, if you, if I was working with you and we figured out, okay, so you, I'm going to use dog walkers again as an example, okay. um, and Love we figured it. out that you know, you, you want to be a dog walker, you Ooh. know, you're passionate about it, and you know, you it, it feels purposeful to you. It, it's not to say that you have to be doing that for the rest of your life. Right. Um, it means that it's something that that you're passionate about and, and it's purposeful to you. right now now. and so you might do it for you might do it for five years and then you might sort of you know change that slightly and do something we all need to develop and we all need to challenge ourselves and move forward so you might become a different type of dog walker you might become a trainer or you might become a vet or you might do something completely different you might start working with cats or Mm. i don't know zebras whatever um but yes you can do once you once you've figured out a few things then yes there are there are lots of different ways that you can there are several different ways that you can that you can follow it
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So are there any upsides or, you know, benefits of living your purpose?
2: Oh, so many benefits to living your purpose. Yeah. Once that once sense you discover, fulfillment. Yes. Yeah. It's that sense of fulfillment. You know, I, I speak to a lot of people who are doing work that um they that they know is meaningful. They mm-hmm. know that the work is meaningful. Um, I spoke to somebody not too long ago who is a teacher. Mm-hmm. And um, it's very meaningful work to be a teacher. Um, but unfortunately, it wasn't meaningful enough to her. It wasn't really what she wanted to be doing. She wanted to be doing something completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there was a sense of guilt there. It's like, but, but being a teacher is meaningful, isn't it? Isn't it purposeful? Um, is, isn't it a good thing to be doing? And people are telling me I'm crazy that this is not what I want to do. And it's like, well, it is a meaningful, purposeful thing to do, but it's not fulfilling for you because it's not your purpose. It's something that someone else should be doing. You know, and other people are going to enjoy it and love it and bring everything they can to it. But for you, maybe you want to do, you know, whatever else, something else. Maybe they want to be a dog walker or whatever.
7: Okay. You
4: know, but, um, and uh, I, I apologize. No, Paul. no, go ahead. Okay. So the, the great thing about, you know, your passion and your purpose, this is kind of a two-fold question um, for you today. My The first question is, can we be passionate about something that wouldn't really bring purpose to anything? You know, like... Um, for instance, this this might be a bad example. I saw a movie on Netflix once about someone who collects sneakers. And then they made mm-hmm. a business where the people would come and buy used sneakers. You know, and so it seemed obscure that I'm selling used shoes at the same price that they may have been when they originally were sold. And But obviously there was a passion and they made that into a purpose. You know, on the outside looking in, that seems like a silly career. But is there... You can can my question would be, is it possible to make anything that you are passionate about into something that gives purpose or that helps you yeah. find your
5: purpose?
2: That's a lovely question. I really like that. And I love that example as well. Um so yeah, selling selling sneakers, selling second hand sneakers seems like, well, that's not very purposeful. But to the people who want to buy mm-hmm. these second hand sneakers, it's incredibly purposeful. It's like great, you know. There's this one person who's, you know, however I, I, I don't know how they got all these. Person maybe they had a shop or maybe they had an online shop mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's like, oh, these are all the kind of sneakers that I really like. And you've found them for me, you've sourced them for me, and you can deliver them to me or you know bring them into the shop so that I can come and buy them. Whereas it would have been difficult for me to find them otherwise. Great, I love secondhand sneakers, so that's purposeful to me. If, if I'm a you know a secondhand sneakers fan. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think so. You know, there, there's it, it's a really great question. Is, is it possible that there are things that we can do that are not really purposeful? I think everything that we do, um, in some ways is is purposeful. And it's just whether it's whether we feel that it's purposeful to us.
4: Okay. And the second part of my question was, what um, if someone who's listening to that tonight, if they wanted to live more purpose, purposefully today, what's one small thing that they could do immediately?
2: Oh, I love that. One small thing that you could do today to allow you to live more purposefully. I would say look at the things that you're doing that make you feel happy. Look at the things that bring you joy. What are you doing? And look at how that is being helpful. So you don't necessarily need to change what you're doing, but just look at what you're doing and recognize in what way it could be purposeful. Okay, awesome, thank you.
5: My question like is that. what if a person never finds their purpose if they never figure out their purpose? I don't and people like they're just going through life um lifeless, but I don't believe that because they have a lot of passion. but what if you never find your purpose? Does that make you a bad person?
2: Wow, Does't make you a bad person at all <clears throat> um and there are a lot of people who, who get to the end of their life, unfortunately, and, and feel that they've never um, found what is their purpose. It doesn't mean that they haven't led a, a purposeful life. It doesn't mean that they haven't been effective in, in a lot of ways. It doesn't mean that they haven't helped people and been purposeful. Um, it just means that there could have been something that would have made them feel more joyful, made them... made doing things that would have felt more meaningful to them personally mm-hmm. but what if they were just satisfied
5: with that though I mean because it's their life you know and if they were just satisfied with just living and not finding that purpose because I don't think everybody knows what their purpose is and they're just okay with that and that should be okay with everybody but everybody makes it makes this person feel or makes a person feel that they are wasting their life because they really don't have a purpose but they're happy.
2: Well, that's the thing. If you're happy with your life, mm-hmm. then that's all there is to it. That's great. If if you feel comfortable in yourself, if you feel happy with what you're doing, um, then that's absolutely wonderful. You know, there's there's a big, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about life purpose with you know, with a capital L and a capital P. Mm-hmm. Um, like it has to be this, you know, you have to set up a charity to save the world. You know, it doesn't <laughs> 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 have to be this great big project. Mm-hmm. It can it can be. To be a wonderful mother, it yeah. can be, right. um, you know, to, 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 to provide nutritious food for the family or, you know, what it, it doesn't have to be this huge project that, mm-hmm. it, 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 you know, it's, it, it's whatever feels good to you. And if you feel good with it, then that's perfect. That's wonderful.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people um, misunderstand that or they assume that when you speak passion that it has to bring a lot of fame and fortune. Mm-hmm. And like you were just yeah. saying, the the person who sits home, they're just as satisfied being a stay at home mom. Mm-hmm. They're operating their passion. A lot of people think you have oh to go out and you know find a cure for cancer or something like that. Right. For, for you know, right. I'm living a life of purpose, and that's one of the things I've discovered. You know.
5: Right. I mean, that's their lane, and they're enjoying it. Stay, out, and that's my thing. Stay out of their but not, lane. To me, I would say then
1: they they really are living their purpose.
5: Yes, yeah, that's their lane, yeah. and they're enjoying. Maybe it. they.
1: I think it's probably possible to live to be living in your purpose and not realize it.
2: I agree with you. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I agree with
5: you.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. I think so, you know, and I think that's the ideal way to be, isn't it? Isn't that the ideal way to be? Isn't, isn't that, you know, isn't that what it's supposed to be, where we're just where we're just automatically doing those things that feel right to us without it having to be a, you know, a project and an exercise and, you yes. know, we have to get a coach and read a book about it? Aren't we just supposed to be doing that anyway? But unfortunately, um, you know, a lot of people aren't, which is why they need some help to sort of get them back on track with life purpose with, uh, you know, a small L and a small P, just simply being doing the things that feel good to you, and that's really all it's about. Okay. Well, you know, the last thing we would like, last thing...
1: Well, I, I wanted to ask you oh, this sorry, about... This. Yeah. So, just to follow up with the question that um, Paula asked, so w- w- if I've already got all these fun things going on in my life, you know, I wanted to make one of them into my career, which is I'm pretty much at the place now where I've been a hair and makeup artist for 21 years, and I've been saying all last season that a change is coming. I can just feel mm-hmm. like that passion, that excitement that I once had for what I was doing, not necessarily gone, but it's fading. And I can feel other things that I feel God is calling me to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my well, question to you is, number one, can, can a passion just be for a moment? You know, when once you're in yes, that, that, that yeah. purpose or whatever was your purpose for a while, can you Change? Can you have multiple passions in your lifetime and purposes?
2: Of course, yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. A lot of you can have a lot of passions in your life, and they don't all have to become, you know, your career or your purpose or whatever. You can have, you you can be passionate about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, In 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 your case, where you feel you've got some things bubbling up, and you know, you've you've had a a certain career for a long time, and you're thinking, know, it's something else that, you know, God's giving me a message here, and I feel like I want to follow it. And you're saying to me, what if there's a whole bunch of things? How do I go about choosing? Mm-hmm. Well, there are lots of ways that you can go about it. You, know, you can meditate on it. You can ask friends about it, you know, whatever. But you know, I would just recommend just write them all down. Write them all down on a big bit of paper, whatever it is that's coming out. And, you, you know, don't edit it. Just Just write them all out. Mm-hmm. And then just go through them and just... What feels like the next thing that you want to be doing? And if it feels like it's something that you're doing out of obligation or guilt, mm-hmm. then don't do it. Uh-huh. If it feels like something that you just want to selfishly do it for yourself, it's like, this is, I just want to do this selfishly, just for me. Then that's that's what you need to be doing because there is no there is no selfishness there. That is what's going to bring you fulfilment. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, when you're feeling more fulfilled, you're happier. You're resonating. You know, at a at a at a higher vibration. People around you feel better around you because you're happier. You're making other people happier. And so it's it's not a selfish choice. In fact, it it, it makes other people happy too. Awesome. Well, Ms. Beaumont, and
4: again, this has been awesome that we've been speaking with you, and and I think it's been a great way to definitely, like, springboard our way into our own purposes. And and, um, Mm. and many of our um, listeners, they, I'm sure, got a lot of great nuggets from tonight. So, you know, the time may have not been enough to get all the information out. So how can we find you via social media? Where can they get your book? and your website give us that information so that we can stay have our audience stay connected with you.
2: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, um I've got a lovely Facebook group and you'd be very very welcome to come and join us in there and the name of that is Authentic Life Global Tribe. And we're yes. a bunch of just friendly people that all want to be doing work that's more meaningful to us um if you want to buy my book go onto my website that's where you can find um okay. all, all my details are on my website and that's com. awesome awesome and you can find a link there to buy my book on amazon too
1: awesome well, thank you but so much. Yeah, anybody
2: much. that's been anybody that's been listening and wants to have a chat with me, just uh, you know, hit me up on Facebook and let's have a chat because it's been awesome. really, really enjoyable to talk to you, Suri. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. No problem. Thank you.
5: Thank you. Have a good evening. Thank you. Have a great
2: evening. You too. Bye. Take care. Bye bye.
5: Good information. Yes
1: indeed. Yes indeed. yes, indeed. yes, indeed. Yes. So, what you were saying
2: now? Yeah. Okay. So, um,
1: where you stand? This is where I stand yep. on it. Okay.
4: And and I apologize in advance because. It's never my goal when I speak from my heart to mm-hmm. ever offend anyone. <coughs> my sister mm-hmm. used to say offense is taken, not given, but it is. You know you
7: learned that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
4: um but nonetheless
9: mm-hmm.
4: we still say things and it hurts. So here's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. I think if we separate personalities mm-hmm. and which I think a lot of people are looking at the personality of Kimberell and people are being really mean. I just think people are being mean mm-hmm. to her. She's losing all of these endorsements and she's doing this and she's doing that. I don't think that what Kimberell said was wrong. I think it was misinterpreted. Kim Burrell did not say that um, homosexual, <coughs> lesbianism, um, she didn't say that they are perverted, that, that those individuals are perverted. She said it's a perversion of the a perverted spirit. And she was saying that if we just make... Here's the thing. I believe that she is defending her faith.
7: Mm-hmm.
4: And in defending her faith, I have to say she's defending my faith. Mm-hmm. And in the faith... She is defending about sin, not defending, not attacking homosexuality, lesbianism, transgenders, any of that. I think what she's doing is attacking sin. You know, so many pastors on so many Sundays, they preach about, sin and Mm -hmm. you know what god does not like about sin they talk about adultery they talk about robbery you know and they talk about all of these things to categorize what sin is Mm -hmm. and sin is basically an an immoral act and an immoral act not according to our opinion but according to what the morality standard that god has set from his book the bible Mm -hmm. and so what i find is that God is a God of love,
9: mm-hmm.
7: and
4: you know we think about the the first when um, we talk about the 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 first covenant, the second covenant, or in layman's terms, the Old Testament and the New Testament. Mm-hmm. The first co- covenant was a lot of judgment, a lot of brimstone and fire, and you don't live this way. You look at people the wrong way. You turn, I mean, you don't do what God asks you to do. You can turn to a pillar of salt. He'll open up the earth and swallow you. Right. Then the, the New Testament comes, and it's a covenant of love, and it's, uh and the love says that we will always love. God loves the people that he created, but there are sins that God will never love, but just, and, and so here's the thing. I'm going all over the place. So if you remember... On the, um, it's called Golgotha, the the hill, uh, where God, where Jesus was crucified Mm -hmm. and to his left and his right were two thieves. Mm -hmm. And so we can, um, we don't have to argue. We can all agree that they were, that they were sinners, that we all are sinners. True. And, and so what did he do? What did he say for both of them? Even though only one of them reverenced him, he said, forgive them father, because they know not what they do. And so I think when, when Jesus said that, he was saying that it's not about what they did, whether this is a murder, whether this is a thief. It's about this person's well-being and about their spirit and who and how they will move forward in the kingdom if they so choose to, because it's a choice. And so forgive them. And so God was, Jesus was saying, forgive the sin. I think what the problem comes to me is what are we defining as a sin and what we're not defining as a sin. And if you're talking about a spirit of perversion, and perversion simply means something that's altering the the perceived cognitive thing um, – perception of something I mean it's it's I want to say it's natural order but it's not what it's not about its natural order the perceived understanding of something and we're talking about the perception or interpretation of the bible mm-hmm. and there are quite a few um sins that that God talks about and every day we will walk out and we will we will sin and then we have the, we have God's grace we have his mercy and but I think what happens and I apologize. I'm gonna step on people's toes. We we are more concerned when we are. To, I should say. I think that it's a uneven concern of offending a certain sect of our community than we are about the whole idea of wrongdoing and right doing. <coughs> you know, um, a lot of people are ignorant. Of course, some people hear homosexuality and lesbianism, and you think of a judgment picture of some flamboyant something that you can judge, Mm -hmm. you know? And then there's the argument about being, um, I didn't choose this. And no, none of us chose the sin that we have because the, the word says we were born into sin. (coughs) And so what am I saying when I say all of that? The Bible says in first Peter, the fourth chapter. And if you read all of that, it says that we all have been exposed to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And some of those things we can consider, um, Uh, immoral living, um, drunkenness, wild parties, orgies, and all of these types of things. doesn't say anything about sexual orientation, but it just talks about things that we can definitely know that are outside of the will or the way of God. And what I believe that Kim was saying is that what she believes is that the homosexual spirit, the lesbianism spirit, that is a spirit. She believes that it's a spirit and that it's a spirit that leads to a certain type of... Not to a certain type, but that it leads to sin. Because the the definition that a lot of believers, um, I'm not going to call them churchgoers, but a lot of believers that that we have is that God's way is for procreation. It's for a man and a woman and all of these type of things. And so when men and men are living or women and women are living the same way that a man and a woman are living or carrying on their lives that that's a perversion of the picture of this man and this woman and i think that's when people well i can't speak for all of them but i feel that that is the nature of what people are talking about when especially kimberrell specifically when she says that it is a perversion spirit i i think it would be callous if she would say that people are perverted you know um there are perverted people you know that it's not about a spirit you know if um I hate to use this as a con- as as a comparison, but someone who um, finds sexual satisfaction on a young child—I mm-hmm. think we can all agree that that's that they're perverted, right? You know, and and so I don't. I and I know, I know quite a few lesbians. I know quite a few homosexuals. Since you said that it's male female, mm-hmm. and I don't think anyone that I know is perverted. You know, I think that she's talking. To,
1: to it's for a me. couple. It's a couple perverted heterosexuals. As that's well, what I'm though. saying. Yeah.
4: You know, and I, so yeah. I don't think that. Unfortunately,
1: that's a, the media makes has, it has portrayed when people think of gay, that's the first image they get in their mind. Exactly. Is that they're promiscuous? Mm-hmm. That I, that we're promiscuous? That we are um, child molesters? Anything a- negative?
4: Exactly. Um,
1: that's usually what was what the media portrays.
4: So I, I think that some of everything that I'm saying, I think that what's going to have to happen is the same thing, and. <clears throat> Our communities of color, whether it's brown people and black people, we've got to start embracing people in their authentic space of who they are and discerning and judging the people and not your sect. Not what you... I mean, mean what your sexuality is. Because your sexuality doesn't make you perverted. Whether you're heterosexual, whether you're homosexual, whether you're black, whether you're white, you know, the same way I can't say that um, a white person with a buzz cut in the country is a redneck. I can't say that just because it looks like a stereotype.
9: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, so I, I, I agree with Kim Burrell that sin needs to be talked about mm-hmm. and that we need to know that we don't have a free-for-all to live our lives any way that we want to. Mm-hmm. How we describe those who live their lives with their with their sexuality, no matter what it is, mm-hmm. I don't think that's up for our interpretation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I don't believe. Mm-hmm. But what I do believe is that as a person, and I'm speaking from a minister's point of view at this point, you are called to speak what you believe is the truth according to the Bible, mm-hmm. and you are. And if you read, like I said, First Peter, um, the fourth chapter, really all of First Peter. You'll understand that God calls you to a point where you have to be bold, and you're going to say things and do things that won't be popular. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where she is now. If there's ill will in what she's saying, she's going to have to answer to that. She's answering, you know. um, She's
7: answering.
4: But I I think she's. I I personally think what's happening now is political, people pleasing judgment. Because I don't think that she needs to be. I don't. I don't think it's fair what's happening to her. Mm -hmm. That I don't agree with. I don't think that she should, t- that anything that's connected to the kingdom is what I should say. Anything connected to the kingdom, I don't think should have turned their back on her. I think if someone really has a problem, whatever happened in the black community or the kingdom community where we don't, where we counsel one another, mm-hmm. we hold people accountable and stuff like that, but to snatch her and to turn your back on her, you know, you have people like Yolanda Adams who's saying, yeah, she was this and she was that. And I, it just, it shocked me that Yolanda Adams would say that. You know, um, I wish Shirley Caesar hadn't spoke out because if that's her only ally, <laughs> it really,
9: it,
1: it really doesn't, only ally. It doesn't make so, her so, point look so, valid. So, so this is what I'm saying. Okay, so like I was saying, my whole life I've struggled with, especially growing up in the church, I Have my, my brother's a minister. Um, my grandfather was a minister. So I've, I've dealt with it. I've dealt with the shame of knowing who I am on the inside and then figure out how I'm going to reconcile this with God. And there was a point in my life when I, commi- I, I considered suicide. Oh, no. Because I felt that, you know, I was living a life. And when I first came out, my parents, they basically condemned me. Um, I moved out of my house. Well, I didn't move. I got put out of my house. Oh, no. My family's house. Naked, no longer ashamed. Yes, right. Um, when I was in, what, 22, um, which put me on the streets basically, living from friend to friend to friend to friend. Got mm-hmm. into a whole bunch of trouble, which I'll get in throughout the season. During that period of time, um, and I realized that, you know, a lot of people today, uh, unfortunately, not, I'm not going to respect a lot that you say. I disagree with a lot that you're saying. Because I'm sa- I've started reading a book. It's called um, Black, Gay, and Christian by Herndon Davis. Um, and it reading. just basically is just talking about, you know, um, how a lot of people, especially the black church, the black religious community, um, hold the Bible so literal, literally. And they, the, the same Bible was used to condone slavery was to use to condemn women preachers. You know, I've heard when the Church of God in Christ I grew up in, how they, I've heard pastors preach about why women can't wear lipstick, how women can't wear pants. They they use the Bible as a weapon. Um, And I just think we're to the point now where it's a breaking point. Um, So many people have been beat down. So many little kids have taken their lives because of hate speech. And I call what Kim said, hate -hmm. speech, because that's the same Kim Burrell that a couple years ago confessed that she used to sleep around with a whole bunch of pastors. So I don't understand how she could stand up in front of a whole bunch of people and put down another group of people that that just feels marginalized. Um, Even though she said it wasn't public, it was to people in her church, I don't believe that. Um, And I think once you start hitting people where it counts, which is her money, um, hopefully she'll, if that's what she says and she can, you see, I I don't want to say too many things because I have have a lot of friends who are in the music um, business who knows Kim Burrell. Who knows who she is, you know mm-hmm. off the stage and things like that so um I, I think that whatever she was going through, she should have went through it off stage quietly quietly she and, says, yeah, and, that's,
4: yeah. and, and, and that's
1: and I, and a lot of people are saying it it's not like she's the only one who's preaching that unfortunately, she's the only one that at that night that was being and, recorded and you was correct raised.
4: with that, that the, that's where i um there's a hesitation with it's not necessarily a support. But it's like agreeing, you know, with Kim Burrell, I, I, um, I disagree with anyone that has to get a message out that it's going to hurt. Yeah. Because, like I said, um, and no one is making a big deal about how she really threw someone under the bus. Yeah. yeah. This particular she person. Did. Yeah. I mean, and it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. Um, that and, and so so you, you have to check her heart. Mm-hmm. You do. Yeah. Um,
1: now, the perversion about promiscuous and uh, it, how the media portrays gay people, um, but they're not talking about the ones who are gay Christians. Um, the book that I'm reading just saying basically t- to love Christ, you have to have a relationship with God the Father, God the That's Son, right. and the, the relationship with man.
4: And your um, sexuality is not a man. Right. Why exactly. is that? Exactly. That, desc- that being gay. About, That's
5: what I want to say. And out. you
1: see, I have a problem with people say, because I had a friend who was a, a very best friend. Hopefully, you know, they're listening now, who wonders you know, why I, I've fallen off. And because they came to me and told me that, you know, they love me regardless of my sin. And I don't, you, I don't understand how you could be my friend and you could look me in my face and tell me that you believe that something that I had no choice in being, you, you're considering me. It's, it's almost like I understand that you, you, you're doing what's wrong, but you're still my friend. I can overlook that. So, you know, I distance myself from that. And that's just a choice that I'm making across the board. Um, because I think I did it too long, and it, and it killed me as a person. Each time each time I went to a church and paid my tithes to a person, to a pastor, who I thought I had to put on the front for, or else I was going to be condemned, because I was in church in Norfolk. Um, and the preacher called me out and took me in the office and told me that if me and the person that I was dating stayed together, that we were not going to be blessed.
4: Yeah, and, and that's where I, that's where I really have a problem, because, like, now, I've been in, I've been members of churches. Not, I've only been a member of maybe three churches in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And none of the churches where I have been a member of this, if they talk about what they think a sin is, that, that one is skated across, but the main thing they talk about are the other, are are the, the big ones, if you mm-hmm. will, adultery and stuff like right. that. Yeah. But my problem is, even when we're talking about it in the kingdom community, mm-hmm. this is what the, the conversation for me has to go on because. I'm, I, there is nothing in me that has made a theology of homosexuality mm-hmm. and how it equates sin or that or whatever. Mm-hmm. But my problem is, is that there are real things that we need to be held accountable for. Mm-hmm. There are real things you about leadership. We'll have people in the leadership in churches. I'm not just talking about pew, people sitting in the pew. Right. You're in leadership, and we all know that you are an adulterer. You're in leadership, and we all know that, you know, you have a questionable um, financial lifestyle, <laughs> we'll say. But, exactly. but there's no account of—we'll there, we'll say adultery or this is a sin, but what are we doing when we find out the person who's doing this particular thing— are we taking them in our offices and sitting them down from
7: ministry? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, and
4: are we doing those type of right. things? That's,
5: that's what I'm talking about. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's the only thing. Homosexuality is the only thing that everybody wants to talk about. Yeah. But there's a whole heck of a lot of things that's going on in the church today that they need to talk about. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of sin in the church. Um, there's a lot of people that go to church. That, um, that read the word, that don't live by the word. And they're the first one to want to talk about homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that is why a lot of people are falling off of church the because church, they're yeah. not doing, representing what they say. They're not living the life like that. And, and, and the thing of ahead, it Bob. is is that it's, it's saddening and it's hurtful. Uh, my mom and I have a lot of conversations all the time about, you know, they, you know they're so worried about what everybody else is doing You can't even go to church to get the peace and the word and the understanding of God because there's so much rhetoric going on in the church. And the only thing that, you know, they want to talk about is homosexuality. I have a lot of people in my family that are um, homosexuals. And, I I mean, of course it's a hard pill to swallow, you, you know what I'm saying? But they are people, you know what I mean? And... They have a right to live their life the That's way they right. want to because at the end of the day, when it's time for Judgment Day, they have to answer for that. That's right. I don't have to answer for that. That's right. And neither does the pastor because they had the pastors and everybody else in the deacons have to answer for their own sin. That's yes. it. You yes, understand? Yes. That's the bottom line, yes, case yes. closed. Yes. That's right. That's me. right. We're
1: gonna, we're definitely going to come back to this. Oh. Well, we have um, Mr. Chris Spencer. Um, who's the actor, comedian, yay, writer, yay. and producer on the show. I did not know he was the creator of The Real Housewives of, of Hollywood. I did yeah. was one of the writers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're As gonna,
4: of 20 minutes ago, I did. not i this.
1: So we're going to invite him on the show. Welcome to the show, Chris Spencer. How are you?
8: I appreciate you guys. How are you? We doing are good well. doing well.
5: Especially now we're speaking to you. Yes. Right, you?
8: Yes. Oh, uh, don't make me blush. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you ready for this weekend?
8: Am I? I've been hearing about Virginia Beach forever.
1: Yes, yeah, we're gonna so, turn we're gonna turn out I, I, I for you.
4: It. Okay. If you want to really um, blend in with Virginia Beach, though, you need to make sure that you come with some pants, it lumpia, um, some shorts, some flip flops, a sweatshirt, and a okay. skateboard. All of that. And then um, a Honda that's low to the (laughs) (laughs) Uh, ground.
8: Honda is Uh, crazy. Jeez. So Virginia Beach is stuck in the 90s. Okay. Uh,
1: You could say that. Somewhere in
8: there.
9: Somewhere
5: Somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah.
1: So, so Chris, you you are the executive producer and the creator of BET's Real House Husbands of Hollywood. How did you come up with that? No, just real husbands. Oh, yeah, that's real husbands. Where where did you come up up with that? Where did you come up with with the concept? It's ingenious. Well, Kevin and
8: I—we were writing for the B—I was writing for the BET uh, Awards 2012, uh-huh. and we wanted to think of something different. And he and I both noticed that our wives watched them damn shows. Yes. And we realized that we didn't know it, but we were caught up too. Like I'd be mm-hmm. like, "Turn that! Sh- Wait a second! What did you say?" <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then we were like, you know what? We got friends who act just as Mm-hmm. Just as backstabby, yee, backstabby, yee. You know, the word we created was Mitch, which That's is a male, right? It. Yes. And i was like, oh my god, we could book this. We could use our phone and book this. And mm. you know, we and we it with people basically who had you know who were connected to somebody famous. You know, Dwayne was with Tisha, and Nick Cannon was with Mariah, right. and Nelly was with Ashanti at the time. And if he wasn't, we made it seem like he was.
9: Mm-hmm.
8: <laughs> uh, we did that first <laughs> guest, and it went it went viral. Uh-huh. Wow. And so the next year, uh, we were about to do it. You know, Sam Jackson was hosting, and like, hey, we, we need to do this thing one more time. And I was like, well, pick us up as a show. And I forgot, oh, yeah, when, I, when it went viral, people were creating fake Facebook accounts, Twitter accounts, wow. uh, mice, I guess dudes in jail were doing MySpace accounts, and saying, and then a, a petition came out and said, you've got
4: to get this on the air. And then
8: by the time we got to the Sam Jackson one, when we said, yo, what's up, you're like, it's already in the works.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. It you know, a
8: blessing.
4: It, a blessing. It, it is. It's, it, it is a blessing, and I I enjoy the show myself. Um, I haven't seen the last season because my husband cut our cable off, but that's neither here nor oh there.
9: Lord. And um,
4: okay, but um, so my name is Rhonda Arrington. I too am like, yeah. a comedian. My sister and I we have kind of like a tandem act. So okay, and and we absolutely love it, and we love doing comedy. You know, I mean, you're a comedian, and There's so many things, you know, I I believe um, Steve Harvey calls it like that third eye. You see things that you always see the comedy in something. There's something going on no matter what you're doing. But my my question for you, um, with comedy and you write, which is what my sister and I eventually would like to get into, writing. Mm -hmm. Doing the Mm stand-up and acting and writing, which one do you think that you prefer more? The writing or getting up there on that raw stage and seeing what's up or getting in front of that screen doing acting, which one do you feel that you're leaning more towards with your purpose or your passion?
8: Well, well, I started off, you know, strictly doing stand-up and doing stuff in front of the camera. And then times got lean and then I also got, you know, a family and I was like, okay, uh, let me use this pen to ensure that we have insurance and uh, a guaranteed check and so the writing, I love, but there's nothing like that that stage. That's right. Because on the stage, I'm the writer, director, producer, and star every night. Mm-hmm. So you can't, you can't, you can't beat that. You
4: know,
9: yeah.
8: For the 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 art of making people laugh, to be able to to be a puppet master, and you can get the room as silent as you want it, or as as loud as you want it. Yes. Is something that's it's like I never done cocaine, but I have a feeling it's close to that. <sighs> <laughs> i've sold it but i've never done no I'm thank you <laughs> but it's a great feeling good that feeling right there
4: awesome awesome
5: hi how are you yeah. i just my name is hi. paula b and i just want you to know that i love you i love your movies everything everything thank um, you very much thank I you i think you're an awesome um actor um, one of the questions oh. I wanted to ask is, um, when did you decide that being a comedian would be a good career choice for you?
8: Well, I was at, UC, I went to school at UCLA, and uh, we were in summer school, and I, had, you know, I, was, I was a class clown, but I never thought about being a, comic, a comedian. And then one of my friends, a guy who I met in summer school, we were around a bunch of girls, and they were like, what do you want to do? He's like, well, I want to be a comedian. And they're like, oh, my God, I love comedians. <laughs> and they started telling all these stories, and they were jocking him. And they're like, what do you want to do? I was like, uh, comedian. <laughs> and so I I, I I, strictly did it because I saw all the, I said, I'm funnier than him. And I saw all the attention he got. So right then and there, I became a comedian. Okay.
5: Whoa. Now, I want to ask a question. I was had an opportunity to speak to Joe Tory. And, yep. um. Sorry to the, hear that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> one of the questions that I wanted to ask you. Now, I my found that friends. there was a difference. There's a difference between being a comedian and a storyteller. Yeah. Which one are you?
8: Right. I'm a storyteller. Mm-hmm. There's a
5: comedian and a comic.
4: Yes, that's right, Comics yes. just
5: tell mm-hmm. jokes, mm-hmm.
8: say funny things. Comedians make things funny. That's right. So if there's some tragedy, we figure out a way to find the comedy and the tragedy.
4: That's right. Mm-hmm.
8: You know what I mean? Comedy plus time. I mean, tragedy plus time equals comedy. So that's my goal as a comedian. A comic can tell jokes. Ha ha yuck yuck. You can pick up the USA today and do a Donald Trump joke. That's easy.
9: That's right. But
8: to actually share your life, to open up, you know, the world that you live in and the drama that you've been in, that's the art of a real comedian. Right. Not just say that There's comedians who don't do that. Mm. Like Jerry Seinfeld doesn't really talk about anything personal, but the art of his stand up makes him a comedian. So there's a certain art to
5: it, yes, it when is. you're not a comic. So, do you find it therapeutic? Absolutely. Yes. I'd be on my fourth wife if I wasn't. Uh,
7: <laughs> no, that's right. <wrong. laughs> I,
8: I have the ability to talk shit stuff about her. Can I come <laughs> to the station?
4: You can't Probably come to the station.
8: I can, uh, talk, I can talk smack about her. <laughs> and... It's, it's legal because I'm a comedian. And I'm just
4: joking. That's right. right. That's that license. That's <laughs> yeah. right. That's right.
8: Yeah. So I have a license to ill. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah.
4: That's
8: how old I am. I just quoted Beastie Boys. Jesus.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was going to beat
1: by so, so, Chris, what else <laughs> is in the works for you? What can we look forward to? Real
8: Husband's the movie.
1: Are you serious? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Wow. Uh, We're
8: going to get to get down and dirty and get naked and cuss. Wow. Uh, so, look forward to seeing that in the future. Okay. Oh, uh, wow. There's a project right now that I don't know if you read in the trades uh, with Jamie Foxx and Jay Farrell on Showtime called White Famous.
9: Okay.
1: White Famous. Okay.
8: Yeah, uh-huh. I created that. Oh
1: wow! Oh.
8: Along with buddy, comedian Buddy Lewis, who actually went to Howard somewhere near y'all. All right mm-hmm. then, yes. Howard,
4: U, thats where that's my alma mater. Oh, okay. okay. Bye, Sue. <laughs> uh, half my
8: friends of HU, Taraji.
4: Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah.
8: Mike, Diddy, I mean, everybody, every turn I make a left mm. turn, there's somebody there that went to Howard.
4: That's right. Nick, no.
1: Right. And
8: so that comes on Showtime, hopefully next fall. Okay. Uh, but that was created by myself, Buddy Lewis, and Jamie Foxx. Okay. Oh, okay.
4: Yeah, I saw that on, yeah. um, I saw some stuff with Jamie Foxx on Instagram talking about getting back to his funny stuff. He didn't say he stuff, that's it. but he was talking that's about it. that. Um, first yep. of all, happy belated birthday the second. You turned... Um, we won't say yep. your age on the. A. I don't know how many. No,
8: are. I can say it because I look good for sixty-two, lady. Okay, Whoa, that's, that's, <laughs> that's right. That's, that's happy my birthday. Trip. That's my trick. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
4: So happy birthday! And <laughs> thank you. I, I, like I said, my sister and I, we do comedy, but there are a lot of comedians, young comedians, um, or just comedians. Are y'all funny? We are funny. I mean, you know. I mean, a lot of people say you know we kind of a big Listen. deal. You know. I mean. Uh, y'all want to come do a guest set? Yeah. Look, yeah, we'll come. We on the way. You tell us where to be and we there. At
8: the funny Bones, Friday, th- Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday.
4: Well, you know, um, we're going to call our agent. I'm the plan. <laughs> no, whatever day is good, we are there. We Are, are there. you
8: nervous? Are
4: you nervous? Th- no, that, that
1: sounded like nervous. nervousness. No, yeah. that, was, that
4: like- was nervous. That was a joke. I'm nervous She's every shaking. time. You're Can we all blue? come? Can we all come and I get I get nervous every time I got to get in front of people, but I love that nervous energy because then it keeps me wrong. Yes. You know, exactly. so I love it. But, yes, we will We will definitely, my sister will be there, the two of us, we will be there this weekend with you, and we will do whatever. What day are you going to be there? All right. Okay. It, huh? okay. So um, we'll talk about that. We'll get on that offline. Yeah. But um, okay. for comedians who are trying to break into the business, whether there's a young right. comedian or somebody who's 76 years old and they said, I've been funny yeah. all my life, I'm ready to get right. into this business, what advice would you give them to break into the industry?
8: Be funny. If you don't, if you're not, don't waste our time. That's right. mm. if you continue doing what you've been doing for 76 years. That's
9: right. But
8: if you truly love it, and this is what you want to do for the rest of your life, or it might just be a hobby to you, you got to take it serious. Yeah. You got to get on stage as often as possible to That's get right. good, because you need reps. You mm-hmm. need to get the repetition, and you need to be saying what you're going to be saying on stage over and over again until it comes out of you so naturally it doesn't look like. It was ever thought of. It was just—it's just coming out of you. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking of it right now on the spot. Think of this: the best comedians are the best are 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 the best ish talkers.
9: Yeah, they look like
8: they're just talking ish. Who are your favorites? Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. Kevin, Cat, Mike. They look like they're just talking smack.
4: That, there it is. There it is. Bernie, you know mm-hmm. Martin.
5: Yes.
8: Bernie. Yeah. It goes. The list goes on. Chris Rock. They, they look like they're just talking ish. Mm-hmm.
5: Okay, Chris, how can your fans follow you?
8: On um, Instagram, the real Chris Spencer.
1: The real Chris, Chris
8: Spencer. The real Chris Spencer. There's about 400 Chris Spencer. I'm the oh real one. Oh, my goodness. Wow. On, on Twitter, the, the Chris Spencer, just T H E Chris Spencer. And on my, uh, MySpace, yeah. MySpace. <laughs> so, all you dudes in jail on MySpace, <laughs> it's just Chris Spencer. It's just. If it's still there. Yes. Right. <laughs> they still have my space? <laughs> I, I never oh. shut it down. So oh. like might, people might be writing me. Yeah. Wow. And to older black people on Black Planet, it's just Chris Spencer.
9: <laughs> oh, goodness.
4: <laughs>
8: and uh, on Twitter, on Facebook, it's Chris Spencer.
1: Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Awesome, yeah. So, in this weekend, you'll be there Thursday. Is it Thursday through Sunday? Friday.
8: One show for Thursday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, one show Sunday. Whew. Whew. Along with Alex Scott.
5: Okay. Oh, Alex! God, we
4: we've we've done a couple of shows together. Okay, and
8: then He's you'll
1: great. be there this weekend,
4: and we'll be there. You tell us what day we we'll be there. Friday, Friday yeah. through Sunday, one of those days, we got you.
1: Yeah, we got to get some pictures right. together. Yeah, we
5: got to get some pictures. Yeah, 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 well,
1: yeah. Chris, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. Can't wait to see you this weekend. Um, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Looking forward yes. to laughing.
9: Looking forward to meeting right. you. Thank you, guys. Exactly. You're welcome. Good night.
5: Good night. All right. Good night.
6: He cool was guy. Nice. He's a cool guy. He yeah,
4: was nice. Cool. We've quite a few comedians
6: that they you yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You gonna do it? Yeah, I'm
4: gonna do it. it. I'm gonna do it. it. Do it. Yeah. Thank, you, right. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Nikki. Nikki hooks it all up all the time. You know, do,
1: just give us a five
9: minutes spot all about Don't that give us scene, that Nikki Curry. <laughs> uh, You know what?
1: We have another guest coming calling in. I don't know if he's called already, but Mr. Todd Laments. He's gonna talk about ego control, how to take control of your ego. And I know all of y'all in this room have a, a problem with y'all egos. No, so.
5: I don't. I'm
1: just gonna sit back because right. I don't have the issue. I do
5: not have an ego. <laughs> my head and my ego. My you know what
1: all there is no I, one any more <laughs> conceited than someone who says they're humble. I, I
5: am. I am so humble. I am not a conceited See, person at, at all. Nikki well, I can't well, say, well, that who, 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 say that I'm not. What kind of arrogant <laughs> says I told that. y'all <laughs> my <laughs> name was Rhonda the Beautiful.
9: <laughs> yeah, right. I am not.
1: No, mm-mm. not me. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. no. Okay, so let's let's oh my move God, on. Did so so did you guys? I'm, I know y'all tired of these gay issues. No, but look, did oh, you hear about Vivica?
9: Yeah. You seen about Vivica? Yeah, so,
1: no. I don't want to. Oh.
4: Yeah, I don't think I Vim haven't even, is in even a place. seen no. <laughs> Yeah.
1: You know where our next guest is on the line. Oh. So we're gonna welcome to the show, Mr. Todd Laments. How are you, sir? Hello. Todd. Hello. Hello. Hello? He probably, maybe he'll call back. Okay. okay. Well, we're gonna we're gonna go back to Vivica. Vivica. You heard about Vivica. Vivica, so she did. Yes. Did you see the show? I have. Well, not
4: she, I, seen the show Yeah, yet. I haven't have seen, seen the show.
5: Um, <laughs> well, I've been oh, to a lot okay. of live shows. Though. Yeah.
1: This Facebook live, I gotta get used to it. Hi, thank you for calling. Let's face it, this is Will speaking.
0: I will, Todd Lements.
1: Hi. Hi, Todd. We we had like a little technical glitch a little while ago, but thanks for calling back. And thanks for calling to No the show. problem. We were in here on the show. Talking to these these ladies in the room, I was telling them how much of an ego that they have, and I'm hopefully <laughs> hopefully after <laughs> we, we interview with you, they'll be able to control their ego. Oh my god. Yes, yes. So so you wrote a book right. called Lose Your Ego Gain the World. Tell us about your book.
0: Well my book is about well it's about my experiences. Um, I started several small businesses in my early twenties and then okay. in my late twenties, early thirties, I started a business with my ex wife and I and we grew up to from two people to about eighty people and wow. once I started to get successful I started making more money, I started eating more, drinking more, partying more, and pretty much ruined every part of my life. So that that's it's about keeping your ego in in check before it destroys you. So
1: it was that elevation that did that to you?
0: The elevation uh probably just, you know, I grew up kind of a poor kid and okay. I didn't go to college. I was a kind of student I had to study to get to get D's. Oh. And I, I, couldn't handle. You know, it's funny. I, I could handle the hard work and yeah. the hard times, but as soon as I started getting successful, I started to get kind of full of myself yeah. and taking the people around me for granted. Okay.
4: Okay. Okay. Well, you know, um, as someone who as humble as I am, I can't relate. <laughs> <laughs>
9: Excuse
4: me. You know, when you look up the word humility, my face is there. <laughs> um, uh, no, but um, I can. I can definitely understand um, what you're talking about with the ego with our egos or our – because our ego basically would be the definition of how we judge our own or discern our own self-esteem and self-worth. And I guess sometimes I guess maybe our ego gets the best of us when we use it as the barometer to judge other people. <laughs> and um, so in in your book about losing your ego, uh, Gain the World, what did you find when you lost your ego, when you decided to put it on the back burner? When um, it, how what was that process like?
0: It was hard. Humbling always hurts, and we all need to be humbled, but we don't want to all be humbled, mm-hmm. you know. So, the first and foremost thing was I had to start being honest with myself, mm-hmm. and that was really hard because I'd been lying to myself for so long.
7: Yeah.
0: And um, one thing I figured out is in in, in my business life and my personal life, I I needed to to uh, get rid of all the toxic people and. And lately I've been um, writing and talking to groups about instead of just getting rid of toxic people in our lives, you know, the, is replacing them with people who are going somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot tougher crowd to get into because guess what? They're busy working on things, you know?
9: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> the, the the losers are always available. It's the people who are busy that are going places. <laughs>
5: <Ooh>. <laughs> know, that yes. that wasn't a, a, was a Oh, i don't, you, Go ahead, okay. Paula. So. Um, how has your life changed since then?
0: Since you just uh, the changed. Everything changed. I mean, I, I, can I was bankrupt. I was beyond, it's funny when people, when you lose a lot of money, mm-hmm. you know, people think that you're broke. You're actually below broke. You got to make a lot of money just to get even. So mm-hmm. I was below broke spiritually, my 50 pounds overweight. Wow. Since then, I'm, I'm in the best shape I've been in my life. i make three times more money than I used to make. Um, I go to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Because I have to, you know, but <laughs> uh, well, my life's my life is it's just a one hundred and eighty from where it was.
1: It, so was that like a changing of attitude, or what?
0: it was getting punched in the face really, really hard, you know? So learning to it, it was it was from a lot of pain, uh-huh. you know, and the pain came from not being able to pay my employees, uh-huh. a divorce, you know, and just just a combination of things. It's just a much. To a point where I was looking at myself and said, you know, I can't do this anymore. i got to just become a better person. I tried every other way, you know, other ways to get out of it. But the only thing to do is to kind of surrender and and, uh, work my way through it.
5: So were people telling you that you were being egotistical and, um, I'm going to use this word, not being nice? Or um, what were they telling you to make you um, change? The trigger, so, to look, yeah, it, the the trigger, morning, yeah the what, what were they telling you? I mean, and, well, evidently you weren't listening at that time, though.
0: Well, I wasn't. You know, the, the, the thing is about being prideful, and I and I think it's funny because a lot of times you talk, times you talk to successful people, they'll tell you about how tough they had it, mm-hmm. how it was uphill both ways, but they don't tell you about the blessings and the breaks and the people that helped you.
9: Mm-hmm. And right. no matter
0: how successful you are, you go. Every successful person has had someone help them.
9: Mm-hmm. So
0: I I kind of took that for granted. I thought I was smarter than everybody, and I thought I was more talented than everybody. Mm-hmm. I actually got fired from a company that was named after me. I didn't know that was possible, but it, wow! It, 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 so that should show you what a pain in the ass I was. Wow. <laughs> That's the word I wanted
5: to use, but I didn't know if I could use. You can it. use that. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: You, that
6: one be used.
4: Yeah. you know, um, and, and the the great thing about. And, we, and we're talking about this, this is the theme of us being naked, unashamed, and, you know, this year how we're starting it is that the best thing is to be able to be reflective, right? Where you can look and in introspective, you can look in the mirror and you can see what you've been doing wrong. And a lot of that is when you exalt yourself higher than what you need to be. Right. And you realize that you're not just jacking up yourself. There are so many people who are coming behind you and either you are jacking them up because you're putting them down or you are giving them right, you're, you're giving them the um, misunderstanding that this is how you have to be if you want to be successful. Mm-hmm.
0: And it so, is. go ahead. Well, I thought, you know, that's something I noticed I do when I'm, when I'm insecure, and I thought it was because I was just being bragging or, you mm-hmm. know, puffing myself up. But I'll start talking about what I used to do, my resume, and mm-hmm. I've accomplished this and this. And then I know as soon as I start that, <laughs> that I'm being a little boy. I'm, why, you know, why do I have to read my resume? People don't care about what I did five years ago or ten years ago. I'm not that person anymore. You know, life is a bottom-line business. It's about right now. You know? mm-hmm. It's not about how many touchdowns I scored in high school and football. You know,
7: That's exactly. right. It's
5: about, well, my one of my girlfriends told me, it's not about falling back. We don't want to fall backwards. We want to fall forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That forward movement is everything and life lessons. And, and I guess this is what this is about. Mm-hmm. A lot of life lessons that you learned that you're sharing with us about um, being egotistical mm-hmm. and turning so, your life around.
1: Right, right. So y- you were saying like when you were in uh, um, business and you were you were achieving all the success that your ego was probably at its highest. And I've just noticed an experience when people really, you know, b- things start to take off for them, their ego. Some people, I guess, call it confidence, but you can pretty much see the difference between confidence and ego. So how, can, how do people that are in business keep their ego in check? Mm-hmm. What are some some tips on that?
0: One of the big mistakes I made, Will, was that I took people around me for granted. Mm. And I think once you lose—if you, if you're dealing with anybody in your life—if you lose—if you lose confidence in that person, they can't do anything good in your eyes anymore. It isn't really about them; it's about you. Right. You know, if you can't find—and you know, I always say this when I when I, when I talk to groups—is finding problems is, is not a problem. Pointing out the wrongs and things—you know—finding solutions is is valuable, right? Right. Nobody cares. Anyone can see what's wrong. And so if you lose faith in people, you're not going to get the most out of them. And, and when you're in small businesses and you're trying to build your team up, you know, you got to believe in all your teammates. you got to believe in your quarterback and your receivers. You don't believe they're not going to believe in themselves. And as a leader, they still look up to you as the person that pays them. So um, one of the biggest things I did was take people for granted and didn't see people for their full potential. A lot of times people are just not doing what they love to do. They're not in the right position. And that's why they're not going to fail. It's not because they're not capable. We all have tons of potential, right?
4: That's right. Mm-hmm. But we're on the wrong seat on the bus.
0: Exactly. Mm.
9: All
1: right. So another one of the issues that I've been having this is another naked moment for me. The whole season we're talking about naked, and no longer a shame. But a big issue that I have is comparing myself to other people. Um, and I, <laughs> I've talked about before um, never feeling like I was good enough. You know, people telling me how you know, great I am at this and never being able to accept it. Because to me, I'm not, because such and such is better, or such and such has more of that. So I can't really rejoice in what I have because I'm too busy looking and comparing myself with other people. So, you know, what are some of the, the, the dangers that you know or that you've experienced with Compa- comparing yourself to other people?
0: Well, I'll tell you, that's a great. And my naked moment would be expecting to be good at things that I've never done. And I know mm-hmm. that sounds stupid, but you do. You think, well, so I procrastinate. I say, I'm going to wait. You know, I'm going to wait until I have more. This is the one. I'm going to wait till I have more money or I have more time. Mm. Well, we're never going to have more money and more time. If you haven't saved up any money in 20 years, what well, makes you can do it in the next 20 months? That's right. You know, so just get started with where you're at. And sometimes, you know, much like you, I'm too hard on myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to give myself a break at that. I make a lot of mistakes. I'm more human than most. So I need to just give myself a little bit more, you know, if I'm going to be forgiving and nice to other people, I need to talk nice to myself and be forgiving with myself too. Because we're not going to be perfect; it's a, it's impossible.
4: Hmm. It, and and you're absolutely correct. And and um and we keep saying over and over. And I think it's once you realize where you are great and that you can be great in that thing, and someone else can be great in that same thing, right. but you are the expert on what you know. Mm-hmm. So how are we all experts and special at certain things? And but how do we take on knowing that? without it getting in the way of because i'm the expert on this that no one else can hold a mm-hmm. candle to it
0: well i think we're all instilled with with things that we're probably the best at and the only reason people don't do it is because they're afraid yeah. they're either afraid mm-hmm. that i mean i think just as a society in this country we're just kind of lazy i mean to the, the point now that we brag about being lazy right. I and mean, we'll tell people oh, i'm just lazy we it used to be something that you weren't proud of but now we kind of brag about it and we're really afraid that we're not going to be good enough. Yeah. And there's nothing worse mm-hmm. than failing at something <laughs> that you're built to do and you don't do it because you give up. But the truth about it, it doesn't matter if it's academics, athletics, business. The only way you can really lose is by quitting. That's right. Because you're going to have success if you keep with it. Mm-hmm. You know, But if you give up, you never will. And I think people need to understand that life is short, and it's never going to get as easy as it is right now. Yeah. Because as we get older and things don't get easier, our lives get more complicated, you yes. know, we, and we don't have the physical, you know, youth the energy that we used to have. And mm-hmm. so to live with urgency, I would hate to be on my deathbed and not try the things I have. I'm, yeah. I'm very proud of my failures because I only learn when I lose. Mm-hmm.
5: That's right. And I have a question. And I... um. I'm just feeling really, really good about myself, mm-hmm. and yes, uh, I she am, got her hair hanging down. Had, and everything. Had, everything, everything, everything and <laughs> I am having a great time in what it is that I'm doing, mm-hmm. in my life right now. And I think that it's not being egotistical; is that I'm feeling good about myself because the things that I'm doing, I never thought I would be able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the places that I'm going, the people that I'm meeting. um, My life, the dynamics of my life has changed. My social life is just like booming right now. And I feel good about it. But how? I I guess my question is, am I being egotistical or am I just um, wallowing in my success?
0: It's the latter, and and that's perfectly healthy. And and most people, if they could do that, is to enjoy the journey. You know, what happens is, you know, life is a labor of love, and if you can enjoy the steps along the way, because you have a lot of great things ahead of you that are bigger and bad than they are now, mm-hmm. but you're getting that momentum, and there's something to be said for gratitude and for appreciating, exactly. remembering where it used to be, and not so goal, goal-oriented. goal I have a friend who played uh, baseball for the for the Florida Marlins, and I, and I had a drink with him the other night, and we were talking about sports, and... And I was explaining what I was talking about, it being a labor, And he says, no, no, I love hitting home runs. I said, well, how many times do you actually hit home runs? And he hit 10 a year. I said, the rest of the time, what were you doing? He mm-hmm. said, he's doing a bunch of BS hard work. Mm-hmm. But he's like you. He enjoys it so much that he doesn't even talk about or even acknowledge right. the dirty part of the life, the non-fun, the traveling fun. Because traveling isn't fun. The destinations are. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But So if everyone could, could appreciate that thing, you know. We'd, we'd all be better off.
5: Wow. Okay. Well. T- yeah. Go ahead, Todd. We enjoyed you. I learned a lot. Yeah. Um, and how can we um, get um, if somebody wanted to get your book and follow you?
0: I, I'm on Twitter. I have 200,000 followers on Twitter, and Ooh. I really enjoyed my time with you guys.
4: Wow. 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 And we appreciate your transparency. Yes. yes. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank
0: how can you. We get book. Have me back on your show. You guys are a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. yes
4: how,
1: how can we, we get, get the book, book
0: too? Uh, it's, it's exclusively on Amazon. Okay. The Amazon bestseller.
1: Awesome. Uh, um, okay. Was that ego? I
0: don't know if that was. Yeah. was that confidence? That's bragging. Okay. I'm, still, I'm still a work in progress. Uh, okay. I still <laughs> got a right. way to go. That's all
9: right. We all
0: right all with right. that. Right. <laughs>
1: thanks so much for <laughs> being on so the show. Much, and we'll Ty. definitely have you back.
0: Oh, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.
5: Cool. So, guys. do we have eagles or are we just feeling successful? <sighs> well, I, I think that. um I don't have it. I don't
4: know. I think at home, do, well, I do. I have a big have ego, ego at home. I know that I'm confident in the things that I know that... I'm i confident in my ability to do the things that I that I do. And I know there's been a time where I did not do the things that I know I could do because I was scared mm. of the competition. Yeah. And the moment that I or what was out there, comparing myself to other people. The whole um, Face of Fox thing, which, for the same reason why he said he would brag about past things, Mm -hmm. I don't talk about Face of Fox a lot Mm -hmm. because I don't want to be like, you know me, Ron Arrington, former Face of Fox, (laughs) because I did that one time, and the person was like, I don't watch TV. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, Face played, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, but with the Face of Fox, looking at the competition, 90% of those people either had some type of degree mm-hmm. in TV oh, yeah. Yeah. the you know they were younger than i was mm-hmm. and all of this stuff and then i remember uh, a past he's my pastor now but i knew him before he was my pastor and he said to me you are the expert of what you can do no one can do what you know and what you do like you can do it and it doesn't matter if you tell jokes and she tells jokes but you're the expert on how you tell jokes mm-hmm. you're the expert on your knowledge of your skill set and so I went in there and I did Rhonda skill set. Mm-hmm. You know, I did my little put together Microsoft video, um, you know, like Windows Media Player or something <laughs> video and everybody else using iProducts, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, yeah. And but it was my confidence, not my ego mm-hmm. that I believe got me that job because I was authentic. It was unique. And it's something that stood out because that was the gifting that I had. Mm-hmm. But there are times when when I think. We, some of us, if it's not who you are at your core, I think sometimes we have lapses where we get a little arrogant, and we mm. want to say that, a little a little egotistical in moments. But, you know, from what I know of you all, I think that if you genuinely are not that type of person, you have a moment. You might have a moment like that now and then, but the two of you have never come across, you know. Nikki has never come across. Nikki? And Nikki? Nikki says stuff like, you know, you, you, you talk to Nikki for two seconds, and you think that you can get a red eye to the president, yeah, you know, yeah. because she speaks with so much confidence. Yeah, you tell does. Nikki you yeah, have a dream. She's authority. like, like you know, oh, it already happened yesterday. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it isn't an ego. It's a confidence. She uh-huh.
5: knows that she can deliver. She knows about her results. Right. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. And see, I am just very humble and grateful mm-hmm. for what it is that I'm doing right now in my life. Um, I am so grateful. I just, I'm just bubbling over. Mm-hmm. So um, anybody that I meet, anybody that I talk to, any event that I do, I'm just blessed and honored to do it. And my reward is just make it putting smiles on other people's faces, and that's what makes me the happiest. The Oprah Can moment. Can I ask y'all a question? I know, right? Yeah, I feel I it. I feel it,
1: Truth. It, it, what are you grateful for right now in your life? What are you most, because I I can feel your you gratefulness feel I, and c- hanging with you over the Christmas break, um, yes. like we said, like when we met what, at the um, um, red carpet, the red Nikki, carpet event, which Curry. was like what two years ago almost it was,
5: two, was it two years two years yeah. ago. yes and
1: you said that we were going to be good friends. I like, thought you were a little cuckoo right then because I was like <laughs> I what? don't know why you he kept because you kept calling me. me at work. And we had never I met, but she was like, we had been friends. Was like, that, was excitement. that was her excitement. And I see it as genuine, because in my mind, you know, I'm always like, okay, she's she a little touchy, thing. touchy, touchy. But I did, I getting did. to know her, she is just a wonderful person. And then I've become comfortable around you, so I've allowed you to see a lot of me. You're like, you're really funny. And that's one thing a lot of people don't get to see me. A lot of people think I'm mean, like, personal story, I was doing my first lady hair and makeup for a video. And she was like, I'm so glad we got to spend this time together. Because you are a really funny person, but I don't see that in church. And a lot of people don't ever see that because I guess I've been judged so long, so my wall is always Yeah, you yeah.
5: trying to stay in, in the In
1: 2017, I, and, I, and that's one thing, too. Mm-hmm. Until I'm on stage. Now, when I'm on stage, I can command the stage. But when I'm off, yes. I'm in my own corner, and yes. I'm like, this is what I want you to see. Don't get too close. That's right. 2017, <laughs> all of that walls are Where's coming Facebook? down. It you <laughs> know, make out. it no longer a shame. That's my whole thing for 2017. Right. But I want to ask you in my Oprah moment. Yes. So you keep talking about gratefulness. What in your life right now? What are you so grateful about? What was one thing?
5: The one thing that I get ready to run? that I'm mm-hmm. most grateful about is living my journey. Living. What does that mean? Wh- living what I'm good at. Doing what I'm doing right at this very moment. Doing radio, doing media, meeting a lot of people, um, having an awesome family, um, loving life, Mm -hmm. um, being able to love unconditionally. Um, I'm loving that right now. I'm in a a really great, happy space. Mm -hmm. Loving me, you know what I mean? Being transparent, being naked, not ashamed, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because it took a long time for me to get here. I'm here, she's not going anywhere. Um, I'm brave and I have a lot of confidence. So, But I'm grateful for everything that has happened to me, every door that's been open, mm-hmm. everybody that lets me in, even for the no's because when I get a no, believe me, I'm going to make sure I'm going to turn it into a yes.
1: And, you know, you, as you're saying, how doors are opening for you. or yes. the, You know you're opening doors for other people. You took me to a wonderful Christmas party, I um, Chevette Jones and your husband. Yes, I would have never met those wonderful yeah, people. They're amazing. You opened that door for me. So, as yes. doors are being open for you, you're reaching back and you're helping other people. And that's, so one, that's one of the what's things so that I love doing. Yeah. I love
5: networking. I love... Um, you're the connector. Yes. That's what they call me, the connector. The yeah. connector. Yes, they call me the connector because right. I love introducing people yeah. and letting them network through me. You know, if something great happens out of that, I've done my job. That's you right. know what I mean? Just don't forget to give a sister a ticket every now yeah. and then. <laughs> you know? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But the thing of it is, is that um, I do that a lot. Um because that's what I'm destined to do. That sounds and like a purpose. It does? It does sound purpose. like a purpose. It does sound <gasps> like a purpose. Mm-hmm. But I love people, though. Yeah. You know, I love people. Well, I'm just people. talking about that's a gift you
1: know. of yours to, I don't know, I got to finish reading my book, but that sounds like something. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to let you know. Yeah, let weeks. me know about that. Yeah. It takes me a while. What about you, Rhonda? Well, um What are you most grateful for right I'm now? I'm
4: most grateful um for this Mac makeup. No, I'm most <laughs> um, <but laughs> Rhonda is so crazy. <laughs> I'm I'm grateful that I'm in a place where I am finally okay for being Rhonda and whatever Rhonda is for that yeah. space, for that time, that continuum that I don't have to feel like I have to be something I'm not. Or not just because I've never done that. I've never been something I'm not. But sometimes I get nervous about being me. Mm. You know, and I realized really over this um, last few months, I realized that I've so often cared so much about people liking me. me It's not that I cared about what people think, I guess, but I feel like for the most part, I'm a pretty likable gal. Mm -hmm. And when people don't like me just because I haven't given you a reason – we, we've never even met. That used to really jack me up. You know, I would be, be messed up. So I guess what I'm saying is that I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got a caller.
1: We have a caller. Oh, um, can, I'm grateful you... that we have a caller. Hi, you call? Let's face it. How can I help you? Hello? Hello? I can hear you breathing. Hello? You're on the air? How Hello. can I help you?
6: Yes. Hi, this is Will. Yes, it is. Uh this is Joanne Cox. I was on the radio shirt. Hey, Joanne, yes. Hey, but I think this is an awesome topic. Uh, uh,
1: what, and what do you have to topic. say? Excuse me? What do you have to say about it?
6: I think it's an awesome topic. I think this is for the young generation and the older generation, for everybody to tune in to this topic right here because this is awesome. And my thing about it is that we can't judge anybody. Right. And that's what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't judge anybody. But I think this is, a, uh, again, a good topic for uh, the younger generation just as well as the old generation.
1: Thank you so much. we got to get you back on the show, too.
6: Yeah, well, um, I'll call Nikki tomorrow. Okay, All yeah, do right, that. Then. All right. Thank hey, you. Nikki. Yes, Nikki, she in here. You
1: know and she the, in the background.
4: Yeah, she always
6: yes. in the and building. And the lady that's speaking, yes. I don't know her name. I didn't catch her name. Paula. Paula. Me? Paula, you're yeah. awesome. Thank she, you. She rocks. She Th- rocks and keep continue to do the good work, because this is a good topic right here. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks I appreciate for calling. that. Thanks thank for calling. You. All right, and y'all have a nice night. You, you too.
1: Bye-bye.
6: Oh, right, thank you. Oh,
1: bye. You know
4: what? When yeah. I
1: hear that, that makes me smile. It should. It makes me
4: smile.
6: It should, it should. Yes. But
4: yeah, I, I guess I'm just grateful for, like I said, you know, um, just being able to be comfortable to be me.
1: In your own skin. In my too. own
4: skin. That's what I'm, I'm grateful for. And I'm grateful that more than anything is that there are so many people who are always willing to push me when I stop. Mm-hmm. Because I stop more often than anyone will probably ever know. Mm. You know, But there's always something happening. You know, um, the Rules show came about. And who would have thunk that I would be on your show so many times mm-hmm. to assist? And, and you know... Um, it's just it's just amazing, like you always talking about the connections mm-hmm. and stuff like that. The doors that open, but it's not so much the doors that open that excite me, it's the relationships that I get. Mm-hmm. And people who I don't know, but people wake up with Rhonda on their mind and say, We want to push Rhonda to yeah. be her best. Yes, you know? Yes, yes, yes. And someone cares Divinely enough. Divinely appointed.
1: Me. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so
4: I'm grateful that God thinks of me. Uh, specifically enough that he keeps sending people and planting people in my life. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah.
4: That's amazing.
1: What do you want to talk about, bro?
5: Okay, so since is we're Is the personal p- thing? Yes, this is yes. the personal okay. thing. I was wondering. You're going to be naked and transparent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, um, I, let me see. Help Last week, I got this inbox. I'm just going to share this inbox um, from this young lady saying that... Um, the inbox that too. they want you did Girl, that you long story short <laughs> that they that this young lady wanted to reach out to me because she was my sister wow you didn't know i didn't know in christ no and she mean for real she mean in DNA. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> in dna she was 43 years old um and she just wanted to reach out you know, to get to know me. And uh-huh. I have a younger half-sister. Uh-huh. I'm Kendra, and she reached out to her as well. So I um, was a little taken aback at first. And um, so I waited a day or so, and I spoke to my um, oldest daughter, Barbara, about it.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: And um, ironically enough, she knew um, uh, my well, I'm gonna say sisters' um, girlfriend, mm-hmm. and um, so she was doing a lot of um, talking for me because I was just, I was just, it was a lot of mixed emotions, mm-hmm. you know what I, what can I mean? Only imagine. And um, so I texted and um, reached out to her, and um, we ended up talking. Um, so it was a weird, awkward moment in the beginning because I was like, "Hi." And she was like, um, hi. And then it was nothing. And I was like, how are you? Cause I didn't know what to say. Yeah. Um, so, um, that is what happened to me. I just found out that I have a sister. What are your plans? And so we're going to meet, um, it when local? I get to, no, she's in Connecticut. Okay. Um, but you know, I, I talked to a lot of people, talked to my husband about it, um, because it is an emotional thing, it you is. know what I mean? Because you got to think that, you know, she's 43, I'm 57. Mm-hmm. You know, I was 14 when, you know, she was born. My dad had, you know, was out there screwing around on my mom. So, but it was, it was. Your mom doesn't know? Yeah, Did, my mom knows. She
1: She's she's known the whole time. No,
5: my mom didn't know the whole time. She, okay. she knows now. So the thing of it is, is that when you come to realize it's nobody's fault, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not her fault. We didn't have anything to do with it, and she didn't have anything to do with it. You know, um, I'm just embracing the moment Mm -hmm. um, and not being judgmental at all. Um, That's my sister. That's my sister. You know what I mean? And um, you hear about this happening to a lot of people. I never thought it would ever happen to me. Like, oh, by the way, knock at the door, here I am, you know? So, I'm looking forward to getting to know where I have a new niece. Um, so, I'm lo- looking forward to meeting her as well. Um, so, but, you know, there's a lot of bonding to do. And, you know, we talked and she had a couple of questions to ask me and I answered the questions. Um, so, I'm looking forward to building um, that relationship. But it was wow. strange. It, it, it was And, weird. you know, it's, it's crazy because I have a, um, a brother whom I
4: didn't meet until I was about nine something like that, and my, growing up, he's 10 years older than me, and my brothers, my brothers from within the marriage of my parents, yeah. mm. they grew up, up until they were about 10, 13, with him, but never knew he was their brother. My my um, father just brought him around because mm. he had a service station, but they didn't know it was their brother, and then the family, we all moved, and then, you know, he kind of cut contact, and so I met him when I was, like, seven, and I couldn't understand, this is my brother, and then I saw him maybe a handful of times from the time I was, time I was seven until um, he got married on my, like, 19th birthday. And then my father died a few years ago, and then we decided that we didn't grow up together, we didn't know each other. You know, you have a family, we have a family, and all of this type of stuff. And uh, what we have, have begun to do since since my father's passing is we decided— who cares that we didn't grow up together? That we know each other now, and let's start building a new life. And we exactly. have new traditions and things that the three of us—he and my twin sister—that we do some things that I'm closer with him than I am with the brothers I grew up with, and um, but it's it's it is an awkward thing it because is,
5: it was very awkward, especially
4: of how they came into the picture.
5: You know, because
4: right. my father was so much to my sister and I that obviously he wasn't for him. You know, there right. wasn't a lot of claim. I mean, it's not that he denied.
5: Him to his face, but there's there is a denial if you don't tell people who he is. Right, exactly. Because she said that she only saw my dad like five times. Yeah, mm. she, she's like she remembers him taking her to great adventures and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But the the thing of it is, is that um, like you said, um, it's about building it right now. That's right. You know what I mean. And and so it was supposed to happen at this time because it if it happened earlier, I, I definitely probably wouldn't go with That's it. right because. Um I was a spoiled kid, you know what I mean? And but when I was talking to her I kept saying like my dad, mm-hmm. my dad, my dad and then I had to She's catch innocent myself. in
1: it too. Yeah. Right, yeah. I know. So yeah. and
5: I was like, "Oh, my dad, this my dad, that," but you know, I I had to catch myself and said, "Well, you know, I have to start saying, you know, our dad," yeah. you know what I mean? But, you know, she didn't have the opportunities that I had with my dad. But I was happy to share, you know, some of the memories and some of the things um, that me and my dad shared, you know, Mm -hmm. what I mean because she didn't was not afforded that opportunity. That's right. That's right. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Well, that's awesome. I mean, it's awesome
4: sauce. It is. I love awesome songs. Me too. And and I I, I think I think that. it's just great. I think it's great that we have to with everything that we're talking about. I mean, we have different experiences. We have different opinions mm-hmm. that create uh, ate us into who we become. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how awesome is it that everyone can be in their space? and everyone can be okay with everyone else's yeah. space. Exactly. exactly. You know, it's not about, like you said, a friend of yours said, I'll love you anyway, yeah. or in spite of. Don't mm-hmm. love anybody in spite of. Exactly. You love someone because you love someone. Yeah. You you build relationships because you build relationships. Don't be with anything or be a part of or grow with anything in spite of, mm-hmm. or unless it's in spite of hatred, unless it's in spite of stereotypes, mm-hmm. unless it's in spite of... Preconceived
5: notions, you know, well, unless you're forgiving somebody, yeah, you, you know. And you know what yeah. I thought about, you guys are probably gonna yeah. think this is mm-hmm. really weird. I thought about the job experience um, mm-hmm. the other day, and I, I don't know. I'm gonna say it out loud because mm-hmm. we're being transparent, and mm-hmm. some people are probably gonna think this is really stupid, but I'm gonna say it anyway. They be right. So, what I was thinking is because we don't really love unconditionally like we're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm what if all these things that are going on in this world, like the sin and the judgmental, make, what if God is making all these things happen to see if we're really going to do what he wants us to do and to love everybody unconditionally and we're Last not, we're not mm-hmm. um, passing the test. You
4: know, I, I, not, I like how but, you mentioned Job because mm-hmm. anyone who's not familiar with the story of Job,
7: yes, um, Job.
4: The, the bottom line with Job was that he was, that God allowed him to be tested to go through a whole lot of things to show right. the the show the devil the enemy whatever you want to call him satan that you can put whatever you can throw anything his way but he's going to stay true to me to serving me and to being my god. And that's that's like what you're saying that how often are we if we would just stop and right. let go of all the pretenses right. and become naked and just be who we've called to be in the spirit of being that we will stop having all of this mess uh-huh. and just allow the existence of the flow of who God has called us to be and who God really called
5: us to be are people who are loving period, well, period, uh, without condition, without condition. And my girlfriend told me, um, Tish, if she's listening, she listens. She's told me that, um, out of all the people that she knows that, um, I love unconditionally for mm-hmm. real. And um, we were out to dinner, my husband, my um, stepson, and his um, soon-to-be wife and baby. And he said something very profound to me, um, my stepson. He said, you know, if everybody would just love each other like they're supposed to and stay positive in their lane and sprinkle that out, we all would be okay. We would. Um, And he said, "If we just do that one thing. That's right. And we don't do it because we're nope. too busy trying to tear each other down and worry about what who shot John. But he said if we just love each other right where we're supposed to be, we will be okay.
4: We wouldn't and if we would put love in the in the category where love needs to be. Right. Put put um facts where facts need to be, put truth where truth needs to be and realize that Everything is not always does not always have to be intertwined. You know, if you all did you get a chance to watch the Ferrell speech last night. That's what we're gonna talk yeah. about next. Okay, yeah. with, with yeah. President Obama, and he said something so awesome. He was basically he he summed up and said, if if we took the time to even research and understood half of the things yeah. that we have prejudice yes, against yes, yes. then we wouldn't even have a prejudice. Yeah. Right. You know, because you have created a whole ideal of something that using um our least favorite character, Kim Burrell, mm-hmm. that other people have perverted.
9: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
7: You're
4: you are judging someone else's perversion of the reality of
7: something. Mm-hmm.
4: And if we just took the time instead of going back and forth on opinion and putting our opinion on facts and not facts on our opinion then I think we would also be better.
5: Right. And then one of the things that he said where well, he got choked up, it choked me up too. And I hope want to start crying. My allergies were real bad. I know. Side. It was yeah. bad. I had to call and check on well. <laughs> <laughs> and he, said, he said, no matter what, black, white, purple, green, mm-hmm. no matter what, we are all citizens. That's right. Bottom line, case closed. He, I mean,
1: kind of miss that family.
5: Yes, I am going to. But he said a lot of profound things. He did. He, um, I loved it when they were chanting four more years. He's like, yeah, he's, he's like, like no. Oh, no, I know, can't do <laughs> that. <laughs> I ain't baby do it. But no, the out. thing of it is, if they, <laughs> oh, if they really gave him an opportunity to do what he was assigned to do, mm-hmm. we would be in a much much better place. Yeah. And it just was unfortunate that his hands were tied it was. Like it was. Look, so much and got accomplished. Yeah. So got, much. So, got so much.
1: America looks so much different for a lot of people.
5: Yes.
4: But now. you know what? And, and I would dare say, and this might be something also I stand alone, I think part of his resistance was not just where the obvious is. Mm. It was the people who wanted him to just be the black president, you know, and only wanted the black issue and the yeah. black agenda. Uh, and yeah. got irritated. Why are you helping, you know, <laughs> Charlie Caesar, I'm sorry. Mm. I I love holding my mule. But why <laughs> why does it why do people get upset because because of a transgender issue? Did you all know um jumping all around the place mm-hmm. when uh, Michelle when when First Lady she did a um interview with Oprah uh-huh. it was like a couple of weeks ago yeah, I saw that. and they were talking about this is what doesn't make news uh-huh. how his cabinet the time that they've been in that they've had first transgender right. they've had the yeah. first like Asian this yeah. or yeah. the woman or yeah. the yeah. man yeah. they've had so many first diversity though yeah. across the board yeah. and no one talks about that you just want to say ooh he there's a black person that he helped out uh-huh. or ooh there was a woman no there was some transgender there were some homosexuals. Mm-hmm. There were some lesbians. There were there were some some of everything that people think don't matter and don't make up what you just said. Citizens, right? Mm-hmm. He took every
5: citizen's qualification mm-hmm. and gave them a job. But he was everybody's president. He was he was yeah. everybody's president. But you didn't they didn't want him. They to didn't be want the president. him. That's it. You know. But if he would have just listened. You know what I mean? And let him do what he what can he needed to do. Can you imagine? Can you imagine where we would be? I mean, people that did have insurance, they have insurance now, and they're trying to take that away. You know what I mean? Um, Donald Trump is trying to have everybody have, a, I believe, an HSA plan, which they can't even afford that because that's a health savings account. You had to put money in that. Mm-hmm. You don't have money to put in it, so now you're and, gonna and be and that on just struggle
4: shows his again. his ignorance, right? You know what's funny? And by funny irony, I was I saw this. It was a conversation where someone was speaking about Obamacare and the Affordable Care Act. Because, you know, there are so many people who don't realize it's synonymous. Mm. And and (laughs) so So this particular person was saying, I'm so glad that they're going to get rid of Obamacare and yada, yada, yada. And the person said, do you really? And he said, I'm so for the Affordable Care Act because if it wasn't for the Affordable Care Act, I wouldn't have this, this and that. I'm so glad we don't have any more Obama. And then the person told him, do you realize the Affordable Care Act is Obamacare? Mm. And this person bawled and was like, are you kidding me? So all this time you've been dogging, a lot of people say there are, are glitches in it and whatever. But here's a piece of because that could be a fi- that could be a, a story that's fiction. But mm. this is a real story. The real story is that they are, you know, they were trying to halt and do a vote to say we're going to get rid of it all together. Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they don't have the vote, and and so yeah, now they're, they're saying that the only way we want to even go pe- go through with this is if. After we get rid of it, we have an immediate plan for something else. And we don't want it in the future. These are what the Republicans are saying. We don't want it in the future. We have something. We need something right now. And if we can't have a something right now to replace it, then we are being callous to take it away.
5: Oh. Is that, the, is that so now? You think so? That's why I put on Facebook. So you don't miss your water till your well run dry. That's it. And they're going to see.
4: <sighs> and it's hard to see. Be out there when you parched. I've never had a try. Michelle, she
1: skipped off stage. She's so happy. Yes. Yeah,
4: did you see that? Yeah. skipped off stage. She was stage. skipped. She's like, we're out of here. Yeah, yeah, and everybody was worrying about where's Sasha. She had to That's school. her name.
1: I said, where's Entendro? What is, yeah. what
4: is the- <laughs> <laughs> Under the <laughs> table. <laughs> right <laughs> now. She was doing hot. We couldn't get that's, it right. That's right. <laughs> Sasha.
1: <laughs> yeah. N-
4: you know <laughs> yeah. What her, her actual name is Natasha. Isn't it? It's Natasha, but Malia couldn't pronounce Natasha, so she called her Sasha. Sasha.
1: Mm-hmm. What? But she wasn't there, though, right? Yeah, she wasn't there. She was there well, because uh, she had
4: a test today. Okay. And, you know, they were like, Wayne, Baby do it. Academics first play. Right. Well,
1: she could have got home in five minutes in that plane. Yeah, she you yeah. funny. Yeah. You know. And, well, you and, know what? Yes. We are at the end.
7: Oh, my
5: God. It's, I don't want to the end.
1: end. I know. I know. I want to thank you all for helping make them season five premiere. Awesome. I want you all to come back, definitely. Awesome. So, um, I got
5: to give a shout-out to my girl, Patricia Roundtree. Yes.
1: She, she didn't come out because we – my, Go ahead and announce what we're doing.
5: Okay, so... You going to put
1: the flyer out, but go ahead and...
5: Yes, pick. on May the 6th... My, yes. bur- my birthday. Wait, Will's Ooh. birthday. And my graduation. And his graduation. Yeah. We are going to have an event called Let's Talk Fashion Kentucky Derby Style. What? So yes, it's going to be a big major event. The get your hats hat, together. Get your yeah. hats together. Um, it's going to be awesome. Um, we're excited about... We're doing this photo shoot at um, Oceana Horse Farm. So, I'm excited Ooh. about that. Yes. It's going to be major. So, well, we're Saddle really up, Roy. That, yeah. I want to be there. Yeah, it's yeah. A, and it's a day party. It's so a day it's party. Nice. Come, yep. It's going to
1: be first class. First
4: class all
5: the everything, way. Everything. Um, oh. food. And all that. We're going to dance because I love the dance. Yeah, we're going to dance. Um, well, I, y'all y'all, so y'all, y'all gonna, can count me in. That's May yes, 6th. May I think it's going to be from
1: 3.30 to 8. Yes. Something like that. Okay. Um, but,
5: Let's Talk Fashion is on the rise. Yeah. So, we're going to be doing some great things.
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Nikki.
5: Thank you, Nikki. Thank
1: you. Yes. Oh, my God. She
5: said thanks for having me. Oh. Nikki is what so she funny. she thank you for? She said thanks for <laughs> having me. Bless a little heart.
1: Bless a yeah. heart. Any That's final words for anybody? I feel good. I do. Okay. I do, I feel, you know what? Okay, so the whole purpose of naked and yep. not a shame, I wanted to get a lot of this burden off of yeah. you.
7: Yeah.
1: I feel good. I feel I feel lighter I, I can't wait for the next already. one
4: because I have some things that I need to get off, but um, we're going to talk about yeah. that.
1: Yeah. I think next week we have somebody coming on. She has, a, I think, next week is the show. Nikki, where's the calendar?
9: Oh, right here, sir. Lord, help her, Jesus. Help a Lord.
1: I think, yeah, we have, no, it's the week after the 25th, but a lady who um, discovered that her child was transgender. Okay. Um, and what she went through, her, the cycle, what she, she wants to come out and talk about that. So we have people, if we have something that you want to come on, if you want to come on in the studio and co-host, and, you know, you want to share Please. Some, of your, some of your transparency. But we only want real talk. No fluff in here. No, um, fluff. I'm gonna give me a box no of tissues because once flush. I get down to the real nitty gritty, my allergies are gonna start acting up. You know, we, you know we're
5: and, gonna and I'm gonna right start sleeping. snotting, and my voice gets a little <laughs> bit deeper than what it already is. And I look terrible when I cry, so yeah. I have to try yeah. to cry cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know yeah. if that's gonna be possible. I don't know. <laughs> you gotta look up. They say when you look, <laughs> oh, that's what you gotta do. <laughs> Y'all crazy. But everybody,
1: make sure you tune in next week. We have um, Harold Left. Is it Lefty? Carol Leffall, who's going to come in with his I Am Enough campaign. That's an awesome campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have um, Joanna Derbalowski. She's coming in. She's going to talk about um, finances. So oh, this right. is the issue. As I, grand, as I get ready to graduate, things are going to change. I need to get my finances. And I'll be retiring in about, what, 30 years. So Thank you for yeah. saying
4: that like it's fine.
1: No. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I, I need I to get my, you know, get, get my money
5: right. It's dinner time for us Well we gotta go eat Yeah yeah yeah
1: So everybody have a blessed week And we'll talk to you next week
3: Thank you for listening to Let's Face It With Will Strayhorn and Friends Please be sure to visit us on the web At letsfaceitradio.com And at Let's Face It Radio On Facebook For the latest in show information And exciting, innovating ways That you can be a part of the show So tune in next week Same place same time. For real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it.
6: Macy's Backstage has everything to help you get a fresh start, including active gear from brands you love. Reebok, Fila, K-Swiss, and more. Hurry in and find the best booties of the season, starting at $19.99. And pamper yourself. Bring the spa home with fragrant candles, aroma diffusers, even salt lamps, starting at just $5.99. Best of all, look for incredible markdowns in every department, all month long. Macy's Backstage, off-price, on-trend, arriving daily. Find your store at Macy'sBackstage.com.